are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Oh, boy, man. I'm telling you, I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't think it's possible for the for, the, for gaming journalists just to be like, you know what? E3 was good. Let's run up a summary, and like we'll just take the week off next week, and then we'll wait to see some stuff start. Nope. Yeah, nope. Immediately right starts right throwing. Right immediately starts throwing shit. Yep. Just throwing shit at the wall. So, so on this week's episode 175, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Anchor.fm, uh, we are live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on Mixer.com/slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can join us here, join the chat, uh, and be a part of this live. If not, you can listen to us on those platforms after the fact, and uh, I post them on YouTube way after the fact. Um, because YouTube kind of sucks for this type of stuff. Um, so on this episode, we're going to be talking about the surprise mechanics that are happening right now. Uh, the, yeah. the EA and them went in front of the government of, uh, of the UK and they said that, uh, you know, their, their loot boxes are not loot boxes. So that's what, that's what that's doing. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about the new Xbox. There's been a couple of rumors out there. Also, someone's not really impressed with the new PlayStation 5 or the Xbox. We'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about Bungie and their new update with the Eververse that's going to be happening. Uh, Amazon laid off a couple of people. Nobody nobody knew about it, and now they do. But it gets better. Uh, we're going to talk about Watch Dogs Legions. We forgot to talk about it last week when we talked about E3. I want to talk about that just a little bit. Uh, and then we have other stories, just a bunch of other stories to talk about uh, on this week's episode. So sit back, relax, grab some snacks, uh, and let's get to it. So, um, oh, if you guys missed it, me and Sarge started today. Uh, on Thursday mornings, we're playing Borderlands every week on Thursday morning around 10 a.m. We're going to be playing the Borderlands series. So if you missed any of that, you can check out the past broadcast. Uh, and then see you next next Thursday morning for the Borderlands stream. So every day of the week on 30 and Still Gaming, we're playing a different game. Uh, so if you like it, go to my Twitter account, follow 30 and Still Gaming, so you know what my schedule is. It's it's at the top of my pin uh, pin tweet. So let's let's start off with uh, Platinum Games boss uh, has has seen the PlayStation Five and he knows about the Xbox Scarlet, right? And he says, you know what? This is. I'll, I'll read exactly what his words are. Okay, um, it's okay, and by that I mean I'm sure all things will move faster, graphics will be better, and maybe it'll be easier with less wait times, uh, and that's good for the consumers. But uh, it's more of the same, quite frankly, compared to the previous generations. It's nothing that's disruptive or super innovative, if you ask him. So this, the person that's saying this is the the president and uh, CEO of Platinum Games, which his name is uh, Atsushi Itaba, uh, and I probably butchered that, but he's he's the uh, the the head of that company, 
and he says that the yeah the next the next gens no matter what they say 4k 120 frames per second with all it's the all stuff techno, it's and all techno babble it's all techno babble he, he says that it's it's okay it's just okay right well you'll you'll be fine with it you'll like it and i i always put it in perspective this way like like when you watch the old tube televisions and they transferred that to like lcd you know what i mean and there was like 720p that's like groundbreaking upgrading you're like this is a tremendous difference right and then they came out with 1080p and they were selling 1080p's left and right but if you didn't look at a 1080p next to a 720p if i didn't tell you it was 1080p you probably most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference most people there are people out there that could tell the difference right there's no substantial difference right besides more pixels or whatever right which is not really innovative or anything and now here we are with 4k and then 8k it's just more k's right it's just smaller pixels smushed down to get more graphically you know yeah but you can't you can only you can only go so far where you think there's going to be a substantial upgrade to your piece of equipment they do it for functional uh it's it's a business term um a functional obsolescence right that's why they do it right so they have to have something big to sell every couple years because everybody who has it already has it right and if a tv lasts if you take care of your television a tv usually lasts about 8 years maybe maybe a decade if you if you take good care of it you right know, you're not just you know right? so they can't have someone only buy a tv once every 10 years so you have to come up with all this other kind of technobabble stuff that makes you want to or have to buy something else in order to say, oh, look at this. Oh, oh look at this. So we've gotten to the point now where there, there has not been a significant technological jump in hardware that warrants you to buy any of this equipment. No, everything everything is just faster. Right. right? Just faster, right. faster, that's not, faster. But that's not, a, that's not an actual buying, buying term for me that I waited 12 seconds to load instead of waiting a minute. Right. Okay. Well, during that minute, don't think I'm sitting there yelling at the screen for 60 seconds. I get up, take a leak, get a drink, you know, like move, do something, <laughs> right. right? Sit down, get comfortable, and then play, right? That's like a natural pause in time. That's, that was fine for everybody. Right. So basically what you're telling me now is oh, we're going to glue your ass to the couch. Right. Better be, get, you, get ready. Right. You won't have to. You won't have to. You're, you better get a shit bucket legitimately now. You better get the shit bucket because otherwise – you're constantly going to be in the game. The new Project Scarlet Xbox, now with a shit bucket. <laughs> I, I get it, man, but like you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's not, there, there isn't a significant difference, and they've jumped a little bit. The reason why 360 lasted as long as it did, besides the fact that we were in a kind of a a, a recession at that time. Remember, we had that one little recession for the real estate, right? That caused a big issue. Is the fact that there wasn't a reason. Right, right. We're making games. Everyone's having a good time. We're year six, year eight, year ten. Still making games, guys. We're all good. And they're like, you know what? You know what? I we got we got to come up with a new system. Like we need we need a, we need an influx of six billion dollars. We need a new system. So the Xbox One and PlayStation Five have to come out. Not because they needed it. They have to come out. Right. We have to sell stuff now. Why do they have to come out with it when everyone already knows that they all lose money selling hardware? When they sell an Xbox or they sell a PlayStation, they're actually losing money, right? right, It comes from the games. It comes from the games. So now they're working it into the system where this last time, 
this last thing they they don't know what else to say you can you can just listening to the stories that have been going on for the last six months they don't know right now they don't know how to market the new xbox or the new playstation they just don't know how because there's nothing that they're going to say that's going to come out next year that's going to make your face fall off your neck okay and you'd be like this is the most incredible thing ever yeah i mean I said yesterday, everyone's like, I don't even have a 4K TV, so I'm not really anxious to go get a 4K TV because most of the content on television is not even 4K, right? That's right. So to buy a 4K TV in my vision, right, in my in my realm, is just for gaming, then I don't need it because I play mostly on my monitors, right, than, than on a television. So it, it, there's no point for me to get 4K. And now... Now they're marketing 8K, right? So 8K. So the people that bought 4K televisions are now a small percentage of those, the two percenters, the three percenters, will get rid of the 4K because they have to have the 8K. They have to have the 8K. But it's not. Right? But there's. It's if it's not done in 8K, you don't see 8K. Right. And even and if even if it is, it, it. I'll tell you what. It's not going to be 4K at 120 frames per second. It's going to be upgraded, up. You know, up converted or whatever to make it look like right. it's a. It's it's definitely not. Right, that's because right. to do that you're gonna need more high-end HDMI cables, right? Because you can't you, you can't just use your regular HDMI cable for your for 4K and then 8K and then what all this other stuff, right? It's gotta that's be right. it's gotta be a more expensive cable that you have to buy, and right. there, there's just, just little things that they don't they don't really tell you. Anyway, for for the games, here here's the thing, right? We didn't talk about this last week, did we? Did we talk about Call of Duty? Can we talk about the realism of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare that's that's out? We, we, we touched a little bit of it, but we could talk about the controversy. Did we, did, we, did we talk about it? I don't remember talking about it where – let's talk about the next-gen consoles, right, like we just did. And they, they said they're not very impressive. And here's Activision Call of Duty, their last Call of Duty. Oh, well, no, it's not the – it's the second-to-last no. Call of Duty. Second-to-last Call of Duty. Right. I thought no. I thought this was it. Wasn't this it? Is this the no? This one's coming uh, yeah. out. This one's coming out this year. Yeah, that's it. That's the last. That's the one. last one. That's okay. What the, that's what was. So this is this about. is yeah. the realistic one, right? And people people are, are coming out. Well, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say people. IGN, six people that they sent to E3, right, were all offended uncomfortable. and uncomfortable. uncomfortable that it was too realistic, and it made them feel uncomfortable. And I just want to, yeah, hold on before you before you raise your hand. I just want to say it's modern warfare, right? And they're like, well, there was this scene where this mother had her baby in her arms. And I didn't see the scene, right? Because they don't show it, right? And I'm actually looking forward to it, right? Because I, I want to see what it is. But they were like, I'm I'm very uncomfortable, okay? I'm very uncomfortable. Uh, and then one guy was like, well, I'm from the UK. And that was exactly what the houses look like. And I felt it felt too real to me. And I'm just thinking to myself, who are these pansies? First of all, let's remember. Let's remember. They're video game reviewers looking at a video game, and they're saying it's too realistic. The pinnacle of the industry is to get it the most realistic as yes. possible. Yes. Right? Hence why they're making virtual reality. Okay? And these people are like, oh, it's just too uncomfortable. I had to shoot somebody. If you take IGN's reviews from two years ago, they say that the game's not realistic enough. You can actually look back at the reviews. Yeah. People are pulling them up. IGN writes a review and says, you know, the game's really great. Just It doesn't seem realistic enough. That was right. like one of their negative right. points. I'm like, okay, here it is. Raw. Right. This is actually right. happening this is exactly in today's what it world. Is. This, is, this, is, this is a situation that might actually happen in today's world. It's disturbing. It, yes. 
This is something that happens. Yes. Now it makes you feel uncomfortable. Here, here's the best part. Well, Ryan, welcome to the welcome to Earth. Ryan McCaffrey, who I up until this, what he said here, I like him. Like he does good interviews, he talks good points. But then he said, I think veterans will be offended by this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't get to make that call, my friend. You don't get to one, you're not in the military. Okay. Two, you never went into the military. And three, you can't tell me what a military person is going to like or dislike based on your thoughts, what they're going to like or dislike, because you were never in that situation. And I'm not going to tell you what their situation is either. But you cannot come out and say, people in the military are going to get offended. Because I'll tell you one thing. I played a lot of war games in my time, and military people absolutely love them. Do you know why they love them? Because when they go into the— If they're they're realistic. If they're they're realistic. realistic. They like them because they're— we have a cousin who's in the Marines, okay? Can't tell you much more about that, but he was in the Marines, and he went back six times. Do you think he went six times because someone told him to go back six times? No. He went back six times because he needed it. He wanted it. He, like, craved it, okay? And the military people that I've played with and in and, and Battlefield 1942 all the way up to uh, Battlefield 1, right— they love the realism. They love being back in the battle where they're actually not losing their legs, right? And they're not actually in danger because they're in this fantasy of their what they were put in, right? And they feel at home once again playing with their brothers and sisters, okay? And I'm not saying that they're physical brothers and sisters. I'm talking about their brothers and sisters in arms, okay? And they feel attached to it. So when IGN was talking about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and they're like, it's too realistic, they were selling it to me, right? I was like, I want, I want to play this more now. And I haven't, played, I, see it. I haven't played a Call of Duty game. Like, I haven't purchased right. one since Modern Warfare 2, okay? And, and this, wh- is this, this is the sequel to that, basically. This is a redo right. of that. This is a redo of the, of the original, right? Whatever it is. So I'm more interested now. Right? I would love to see what this is and how people are made uncomfortable. It's a, supposed to be a realistic modern warfare. I don't know what these people do. I know we all sit in our comfy chairs, okay, and we're, and we're on a podcast and talking. But right now, there's someone getting mortar fire over their heads and bullets whizzing by their, their, their faces. So I can sit in my comfy seat here, okay, and, and be a part of our country of freedom, okay? And these people are over there serving the country, okay? And I just want a small glimpse of what they actually have to do. And if this is that realistic, super realistic of it. You should, you should have more respect for them. Absolutely. And I want to see it. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that uh, I think the Marines and the and the Army guys are, are going to get offended by this game. No, they'll probably look at it and go, it's about fucking time. It's about fucking time this is realistic because this, I really feel like I'm in the battle. Right? That's why I want to review the game. I want, to, I want a military vet looking at this game and then telling me how close it is to his real life, okay? And then go, bravo, Call of Duty, you've nailed it, right? That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear Ryan McCaffrey and the rest of them going, I feel uncomfortable because they had real people and the blood was still ones and zeros, you fuckers. It's still ones and zeros. It's still fake. It's still a video game, and they feel uncomfortable. Isn't that what art's supposed to do, though? It's supposed to convey emotion? uh, Yes, yes, but if if the engine upgraded, what they did to the engine, if the engine upgraded actually makes you feel that way, if you feel dread or you feel fear or you fear or you feel something profound yeah. from a video game, and then it's done its job. Yeah, it's a that's win. A win. That's a one hundred percent win. 
They should have came out. One guy, I forget his name. He was with Brian McCaffrey uh, on the thing. He actually said, even though he conveyed all these things, he said it's still best in show at E3. And I was like, wow, there's one person that actually has a fucking brain, right? That looked into it and got, you know what? I was offended by this. I was well, not offended. I was uh, I was uh, uncomfortable by this, and it was a uh, it was jarring. But man, it was still number one thing. Here's the best part. One of the guys, I wish I knew his name. I wish I knew his name to call him out. One guy actually said, if there was a mode where you could not kill anybody, then it would be a sell for him. I wanted to reach through the screen and literally bitch slap him because it's called modern warfare. Okay. Not negotiation skills. Not You're not going in going, hey, buddy, why don't you put the gun down? We don't need this. Like, that's not what I'm buying Modern Warfare for, right? I'm buying it because I want to I wanna, I wanna shoot baddies. I want to shoot baddies. And if there's a child in the game, and I don't know if there is, that's holding an Uzi or holding an AK up to me, and, have I, have, to make a decision. and I have to make a decision if I'm going to shoot him or not, I'm going to make that decision, right? That's, but that's, but that's, but that's but what that's, I want. That's raw, but right. that's raw. It conveys, it, it will definitely convey an emotion from you. There's no getting around it. They're not, listen, they're not trying to do it to glorify war and death. No. Okay. They're doing it to show how real war is. Right. So everyone who, everyone who gets all gung-ho and says, yeah, we should go to war, we should go kick their ass. Okay. Well, here's a situation in real life, in your living room. Would you do the same thing? Right, and these you are real, a, you know you these are real missions. Idea? You know these are real missions that they brought in. Uh, of course. They have, I would to assume, be, they have to be based from something. I would assume that Activision got a consultant, person that was in the military, and said, hey, we need some real-life scenarios here that w what happened. Well, one time I walked into this uh, right. this loft. Right. It was three stories. It was in England, right? It was in London or whatever. And we, we busted in, and there was this lady with the, with the baby in her arms, and it was a bomb. Right, and that and that's what you have to convey. And the guy's like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna let's do that. Let's see what what we, we can get with that." Right? Like, I don't, I just don't, I just don't get it. First of all, to be those type of people that your job is to review games, I I wish my job I got flown somewhere to review a game, okay, and to and talk about it. But to come out of the thing, and go, oh, Modern Warfare, I was appalled and uncomfortable, and I feel, and then the end, at the end of the thing, I'm still gonna play it. I what? You just bashed it for seven minutes, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm still gonna play it." Mm, sure you are. Sure you are. You were uncomfortable and offended, and you think it's gonna offend veterans, but you're gonna go play it. Ah, sure. I can take nothing what you say at face value anymore. It, it gets it gets very convoluted. I just I I go for the I go for the black and white of every every conversation when it comes to games. If we spent 12 years trying to find a game that was as real as possible to make me feel like I was there, and every time they came out with a game, we felt a little bit closer to it. It's a win. And all, and, and all of a sudden, now there's a jump where people are uncomfortable because it's too real. Now, I, I don't play Call of Duty. I want to play it. Right. I'm more interested I'll, in playing I'm it interested, now. more interested now knowing that what they did to the engine makes you feel like it's that realistic. Right. That you feel that you can actually convey the actual emotion from the scene. Uh, that's something I want to experience. If you're playing a VR game, if, if this comes out for VR, and there's a moment where you rip the helmet off your head because it's too realistic, like you're in a dream and you can't wake up, type that's of a system, system. That's a system buyer. Right. That right there. That that's, right there is a sell. That's a system that's a, that's buyer. A sell. That's a sell. If you have to rip your VR headset off your face to come back to reality, then that's that's. What a great commercial, right? That should be a commercial right there.
you see the commercial comes in, the guy's shooting the thing, and all of a sudden he's about to get shot. He rips off the helmet, like, VR. And be like, <laughs> fucking getting that shit. <laughs> right? That's, Absolutely. That's, that's what I'm getting right the there. Next, the next scene they show, they pan back to the guy, and all there's is a spinning chair because yeah, he's yeah. running out to go buy it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about, right? So. That's that's we didn't even talk about that before the show to go over the notes, but I just remembered I remembered that and I was just like we never talk about IGN about talking about the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, I just I can't listen to stuff like that, especially since year not I think it was more than three years, maybe three or four years tops. It was the games weren't realistic enough. I don't feel I don't convey realism from it. Every every time you look at it, here's the thing: what does someone say when they play a game? Right? I don't like Fortnite; it's too cartoony. Right? I don't like this game; it's not realistic enough. Uh. Fallout, uh, it's just that there's something different. It's like a back, it's 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 like back uh, going back to Fallout Three. It's just not it's not better than Fallout Three or Fallout Four. It's not real enough, right? It's not graphic right. enough. Then you look at Battlefield and you're like, ah, it's beautiful, but fucking microtransactions, right? There's always something, and now they come out with a game that's super realistic, and they're like, uh, it's too realistic. Like what? You just talked about that you wanted a realistic, not realistic yeah. enough, and now it's, this I, I, is too I realistic. That, the, the, that's the series I don't like to play, but the most uh, most uh, anticipated game I want to see. I'll tell you what. When that game comes out, I will not buy it, but I will red box it and just play the campaign single player and then return it right to, to the red box because the campaign you can beat in like one afternoon. That's usually what it is, like six hours, eight hours, or whatever it is. Uh, but it shows that they're trying to reach their fan base as like this is what Call of Duty is supposed to be again, right? But they're doing it on the eve of it being the last Call of Duty. Right. Hey, we could have done this the whole time. We, right. We could have been doing this for the last eight years, but the we decided time. against it. Yeah. We're going to pull out all the stops, yeah. change the game engine to make it look so realistic. We have people who are scared, and now we're going to make the last game and not make it anymore. Right. Here's what they should do, right? This will really get people uncomfortable. What you do is you can scan in pictures of yourself or your family members, and they put people in faces into the game how cool would this be then you come no. with a scenario right and then you're looking at your brother or sister and they're holding a gun up to you and you have to make a decision that's, that's fucking uncomfortable that's, that's messed up right man. that's uncomfortable right but you put the the villains and stuff that would be interesting I, technology I right think, there i still think uh, we'll say for the pc version first i believe the next step in making it more realistic is the fact that the camera scans your face and it puts your face on your guy in the game. So when you see your guy, it's actually you. But if it's a first person game, you'll never see your face unless you cross a mirror. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Even if it, even if it's just for that moment. Oh, I when see. you cross a mirror and you see your face, even if it's just for that moment, you know it, you actually know it's you. Right? You become a you become you become more attached to the actual right, you avatar. Would, you absolutely because would be attached. you now know yeah. it's you. Yeah, because people they're, love they're, customizing their their tune right they they love customizing it to look like themselves or act like themselves or whatever absolutely i think the one in skates uh had an option similar to, oh it did it did brain actually that you say it yes yes so it is possible yeah it did it's possible i do remember that all right so let's talk about project scarlet okay project scarlet um up to this point we've always been talking about since last e3 Talking about multiple Xboxes. Phil Spencer used to say we're working on multiple Xboxes. Well, since that time, okay, they've already released the discless version of the Xbox, and now they introduced Project Scarlet. 
So now what people are saying is that there is only one new Xbox coming out next year. It's not the Anaconda and Lockhart. It's just Project Scarlet, and then it's either Anaconda, and Lockhart was the one that already released, with this, which was the discless one, right? So Phil Spencer says, well, we're releasing plural systems. I think that is plural, right? We released, we released one. And now I have which announced was, another test, one. Which was the test. Well, which, which no, it was the discless one, right? That's the one with right. the no disc drive, right? And he says, and now I've announced the other one, which is Project Scarlet. So that's the two right there, right? So they're working on multiple systems. So now people are like, well, wait a minute. That means Project uh, Scarlet is only one system. Uh, Project Scarlet might be an umbrella name for both two new systems. That's not what they're saying now. What they're saying now is that the discless one was the one, and now the one that's coming out next year. Now, if this is the case, presented by, this is from GameSpot. This is from talking to Phil Spencer. Okay, it says right here, it goes back to E3 2018, where Phil, uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said on stage that Microsoft was working on multiple new consoles. Spencer now tells Business Insider that Microsoft has already shipped a new console and the Xbox One S All Digital Edition and announced a second one with Project Scarlet. So that's two right there. And that's quotes from Phil Spencer. Last year, we said consoles, and we shipped out a console, and we have now have detailed another console. I think that's plural, Spencer says. Technically, that is plural, he added with a laugh. Right now, we're focused on Project Scarlet and what we put on stage. So if this is true, and there is only one Xbox coming out, right? It's the Anaconda, Lockhart's already released, or vice versa. There's one project out there right we thought project scarlet was multiple systems underneath that umbrella and now the way he's talking is that they've already announced one and they're releasing the other one so if, if this is the high-end one that's supposed to come out now it's the new xbox one x right mm -hmm. whatever it is i they can't price themselves out of market now so what do you think the price point is of this next console Right. Okay, so what with are you the 4K, are, are, are you referring to the with the disk drive? With the disk drive, 4K, up to 4K, 60 frames per second, up to 120 frames per second with have, the SSD. A, yeah, supposed to have a solid state drive. Right, with a solid state drive. What is the price point they're putting this one in if there's only one coming out? Well, they're always losing money on consoles anyway, so I'm going to go with four. You think 400? Well, if it's <laughs> if it's what they say it's supposed to be, 450. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they, they have to. They have to be competitive against PlayStation. They have to have a reason, right? And if it's four fifty, or if it two plus, I'll, I'll go with you a little bit. If you say it's six, then they're going to have to bundle a bunch of crap attached to it to make you feel like the six got, yeah, is worth it. It's got to come like, with a, maybe like yeah. two years, two years of of Game Pass. Or you know what I'm saying? They're gonna bundle a bunch. I would of say like six with months it. with the game, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to bundle it with some kind of garbage to make you feel better for six, because yeah. six is a six. Mm, an Xbox at six better be something special, man. I think. Why would it be? Because, it's hundred hundred bucks less. Because Xbox One X was the lie to get you to believe that they're gonna. It was all upgrading every game you played. Right now Plus, you're telling me. Now you're telling me. This is going to run everything and be awesome. Well, and they're, be, they're, they're and just be doing. Speedy. They're just doing the. If they, what, what Duplass is saying is, why would it be less than that? They're doing the the Apple uh, iPhone edition, right? iPhone one came out it was like five hundred bucks, and the iPhone two came out. This one drops price. This one takes the place of that one. It's five hundred bucks for the next 
newest and greatest thing. I think they, I, I think Sarge is onto something here, right? <clears throat> it was $600 for the Xbox One. They saw how many sales they made with the $600 price tag, and they're like, eh, not many people wanted to buy, right? This is the next one coming out. How many percentage, let's just say 7% or 8% bought an Xbox One X, right? Or whatever the share is. And they're like, eh, that's not enough. We really need about 22%, 25% of the market, right, to, to get this system. They have to do it around 450, 500, right? And like Sarge said, they lose money on the consoles. They lose money on the consoles and they're doubling down on the Xbox Game Pass, right? They're doubling down. So they're already, if you if you're if you're getting Xbox Game Pass with the gold, with the two things, it's 15 bucks a month for 12 months. So it's what what's that, $180 for for the for the year? Tack that onto the tack that onto the 450. Right. Put that onto the 450. Uh, and, you to 600. and that's if they buy no microtransactions. That's if they don't buy any DLCs. Because remember, on Game Pass, you have the game for free. But any DLCs that come out with the game, you have to purchase it straight up. 10 bucks here, 15 bucks there, 20 bucks here, 30 bucks there, whatever it is. So <clears throat> I think that Microsoft is willing to lose money, okay? Put it down to about 500 bucks which then would make PlayStation rethink their business model, right? Because they're they PlayStation's been out for 600 bucks, right? PlayStation 2, 3, they all or PlayStation 3 came out at 600, PlayStation 4 came out at 600 I believe as well. I just can't fathom though them dropping the price that much when it first comes out. I it might be 600 for 6 months and then but they have to drop I'm the saying. price. But this is what I'm saying. We don't we don't know right this second because they're still worried about this Christmas and the lack of sales is going to be from a lot of different developers because the games aren't ready. There's going to be a lot of indies, there's a lot of other subpar games. There's, there's some decent games coming out, but the market's not flooded this Christmas. Like we, what we know is coming out isn't a lot. Right. Okay. So now what do you think is the sales point? Like what are you focused on when you come around the corner and it's now 2020 and we're three weeks out of, we're three weeks out of E3 what are, what is Microsoft going to do to sell that system to like you have to have it? What can you possibly tell me? So they're going to have to lean on it. They're going to have to lean on the uh, the uh, I'm sorry the uh, the Halo Halo Infinite 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 right. Yep. They're going to have to lean on that heavy. Right. That's because, coming out day one. Right. It's got to be with the system and it's got to be with the system. Right. Bundle it like Nintendo did with Mario and Duck with Hunt Mario, and stuff like right? that. Yep. And it's and it's got to be something where the graphics have to have to be like it has to be as pretty as destiny if not prettier it's got to be that on the pretty level right. right and on top of it they have better figure out a way since everyone's talking about that they can do it with stadia and the rest of these online services that they can actually figure out a way to great to to create the bandwidth stabilized that you need to play all these multiplayer games that they want us to play mm. right it's okay to be pretty and be single player but to be pretty and play multiplayer and ha and be steady is something completely different. Right. <clears throat> Dupa says, well, wouldn't, wouldn't the consoles have think? to cost a little bit more due to the tariffs from China since then? Well, that would depend. That would depend. That, You're that, right. That would also be considering, but at the same time, Nintendo right now is moving their stuff out of China so they can make the systems elsewhere so they don't have to pay the tariffs, right? So I would assume Microsoft would have the same kind of scenario and situation and plans.
they have to be looking at that going look what our president's doing he's making it more harder for business so they're probably moving to a different location so they don't have to get uh they'd rather pay the 10 million dollars to build a new plant somewhere else so they don't have to put the extra twenty five dollar twenty five percent on the tariffs of it. They, so they might even they might even sub subdivide it to India or right. Taiwan or any place else where it's not directly China. You know we don't know we don't know the games that the people play behind the doors and how to get things to where they're supposed to be. There could be any number of stuff going on. I I, I personally think that it, it's not going to be a factor. But if 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 Trump pulls off this thing where it's a serious tariff thing and and they are seriously pushing the taxes onto the to the to the consumer, then something then something might happen. Right. But until then, I'm gonna we're gonna just go with the normal day the normal day in the life of a video game company. Right. You're gonna lose money on the you're gonna lose money on the hardware. But why am I getting the hardware? What's the reason I'm getting the hardware? So now that would have to mean. That if PlayStation, when is PlayStation's talk this year? When are they? When are they going to actually talk? They, there's no announcement, really. Okay, so if they stay quiet and only do a little things here and there for this year, and they're waiting for next year because their next year is their system, then both these companies have to come out barrels locked and loaded, and you got to sell me the reason why I got to buy a new Xbox or why I got to buy a new PlayStation because the way that they're talking, this is the last system because after this. It's going to be streaming only. We're not going to own anything anymore. It's going to be me paying a monthly fee, yeah. getting games digitally, and it's only going to be streaming. And so for that kind of talk, <laughs> there better be there better be guys working around the clock right now trying to connect, trying to connect Connecticut to Topeka, Kansas. Well, okay, <clears throat> it better be going on right now. Here's the thing, right? They're gonna they're gonna show <clears throat> for every money that they lose out on the console for. Here's why I think they got rid of the disk drive, right? I think they're making positive money or breaking even with the Xbox One S, right? They got rid of the disk drive. <clears throat> they put a solid state. If they, I don't know if they put a solid state in the in that new one. It's supposed to. No, no, but that's that's the new new one, the one that's coming out now with the. Does anybody know if the the Xbox One S all digital has an SSD in it, or is it is it uh? Which, how how can the audio be lagging? The audio is lagging behind the video. The audio is audio. <laughs> so so basically, if if they have an SSD drive, here's here's my thought thought process. If they're coming out with the Xbox One S all digital, and it has an SSD drive, right? No disk drive. It's just fast. And they make the six hundred dollar one, okay? Or they make uh, the five hundred dollar one, whatever it is. Small percentage is going to buy this $500, $600 one. More people look at this and go, well, this is $600. I don't want to buy this one. I'll buy this one at $250 or $300. It's got no disk drive. They give up the rights and stuff to buy this one, and then they get Game Pass, which they want more people to buy Game Pass and more people to buy the, the digital stuff, right? That's how, that's how they maneuver people over. Right, so they lose money on this console, which is the high-end console, but they make money or break even with this console, so they're going to sell more Xbox One S's. That's why they're releasing that now, okay? And on top of that, they're making Game Pass on top of Game Pass on top of Game Pass, right? And that's what they're going to do. So the more I thought about this conference that they did last week, okay, and I was, I was like, man, they didn't release that new. They didn't release that new system. They did release a new system. They released the Xbox One S. It doesn't matter what you play on because I'm playing with people on the X. I'm playing with people on PC. We're all playing the same games together. So more people are like, 
man, I really can't afford $600, but I can afford $250, right? Ah, oh, it's got no disk drive. Ah, oh, when's the last time I used a disk? Oh, it comes with Game Pass. Oh, I'll get that. 15 bucks, boom. So 250 for this system plus $180, Right now they're paying 300, uh, 300 and almost almost four hundred dollars for that console to play that console for the year, right? So I think that's what Xbox is doing, right? I think that's why they're they're doing what they're doing. So then you have the Xbox One S Digital, you have the Xbox One X, you have the Xbox Project Scarlet. So right, there has to be there has to be some kind of transition system because they can't have it to where this is the last system and the next system doesn't have anything. You're just streaming, right? Right. This this gives people. Uh, an intermediary step to take to realize that gaming is going in this direction and are you part of it or not to, to answer your question about what they need to sell they they definitely need to bundle it with halo infinite right they need to put about three to six months of game pass on that system when they sell it right uh and maybe throw in one of those new pro controllers right the elite controller the version two the 180 dollar one Oof. if they if they throw in that with three months of of Game Pass with Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite for six hundred bucks for the for the new Project Scarlet next uh, next Christmas, not this Christmas, but twenty twenty Christmas. I can see that. They are never throwing in a controller. Never know. Well, no, no, not two controllers, Tally. Instead of just getting a normal one, the Elite. We're, no, we're spitballing. We're spitballing. Yeah, yeah. No, what I'm saying is, if 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 they want to do something like that, something customized. Maybe it's not an Elite controller, but it's a Halo Infinite. You know, customs console with controller, whatever it is, they, they need to spruce it up to to make that six hundred dollars. People are like, oh, all right, I can buy that six hundred dollars. <throat> yeah, special bundle. That's what I'm saying. Special bundle with the elite, right? With the Halo Infinite. With the, I just, with the, with I the just don't see right now. I just don't see what's coming down the pike that's going to make me want to buy a brand new system. Judging on what I know they can do with the system we are currently on. I'm about to watch Call of Duty come out and blow everyone's mind clear off their friggin' neck. Like, we're going to watch the most realistic war, war game ever. People are uncomfortable playing it, and you know, and you could do that on an Xbox right now? So right. what what are you going to show me next year that says, you know what, this Xbox is garbage. I need to get a new Xbox. Like, when is that? What moment is that going to happen? Like, what are they going to release? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they did that before. So it's possible the bundle at Xbox One with the Pro Controller for five hundred. There you go. So they can we can we can see see maybe doing something like that. Speaking of new consoles, right? This one was in the works. Everyone's figuring out the tariff thing, right? Well, now uh, I'll show you a quick picture of it. This is a, a design. Uh, this is the first real look at Nintendo Switch Mini. Question mark. Update. Company responds. It says. Uh, despite the countless rumors they've been circulating surrounding a low-price Switch Mini console over the past couple of years, Nintendo still hasn't officially revealed that such a uh, thing exists. For all we know, it could be because it doesn't exist, but these accessories designed specifically for such console could be the key ingredient to the Switch Mini speculation mix. Uh, believe it or not, I've been talking about the idea of a Switch Mini since April 2017, just weeks after the real deal released into the world. So, basically... There's a lot of mini stuff being produced for a Nintendo Switch, but the Nintendo Switch hasn't been announced yet, right? And here's the funny part about shit like this. This is how Apple iPhones get leaked all the time and all Apple products get leaked because the accessories, they don't have to abide by rules 
of the company because they're just making third party things to for the you know for this device. So it's out there that there's a mini case out there for a, a, a Switch Mini, but no 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 such facts have happened with the Switch Mini, which means a Switch Mini is coming out, right? Because why would someone produce all of this shit for nothing? It's, it, yeah, it's a little weird, right? Well, how small? How I mean, the Switch is uh, Switch is a decent. It, it, isn't the Switch about the same size? As a Lynx, just with a bigger screen. I mean, like, I can, how how much smaller are they going to make? I thought it was a good size. I yeah, you know, I'll try to bring up. Like the Atari Lynx was a good size handheld. It was large, but the screen was small. The the Nintendo screen is bigger, but it's about the same size. I think as like a Lynx. It's like that kind of that kind of size. I would assume. So like how 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 small do you want to make the Switch? I would assume if I'm looking at this right here. They would take the screen. What? Who owns a Switch, and what size is the screen for a Switch? What's the size of it? It's got to be the size of a large note. A note. It's got to be like a ten inch. I'm looking at my nine and a, nine and a half inch. It's got to be. I'm looking at my. I'm looking at my Pro here, right? The the eight Pro. And I'm figuring if they add a little controller system to this, I can see it being about the size of this iPhone. Right, which is what is this a seven and a half inch screen or whatever like across the, screen, the screen's got to be as big as a note, right? That's about about the right the right size. Because right now the switch is about the size, width wise, about the size of an iPad, but not wide. So like if you just bring it down, shrink it in a little bit, we're talking they they're gonna take about an inch off, right? Whatever they do, what's the price point? It's three hundred bucks right now, right? It's three hundred bucks right now. It is a taco. <clears throat> I don't remember talking that much shit. It I was mean, a taco. I mean, the case, I'll tell you what, the, the new one's not coming with the... All right, all right so six and a half inches, that's the, large, that's the normal diagonal, size. That's diagonal. So how, big, so how big can it possibly get? How, how small can it get? And you, and you actually still function. Because my, my screen right now... Are you going to wear binocular, binoculars on to play it? I mean... You have to have a bigger screen than six and a half inches. My 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 pro here phone is like almost six inches, so there's no way, there's no way because that's much bigger. Hey, I'll look up the measurements. I, I I think listen, I think I think it's uh, I think it's humorous that they think they need to make the switch smaller. I think I think it's I think it's hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna, okay. It is six point two inches, but that doesn't make any sense to me because my my iPhone. My iPhone. Okay, hold on. I th and I think it's hilarious that they've already got the release of all the side products out already, and we don't even know if the switch is coming out. That's that's hilarious as well. Hold on. Plus. Yeah, mine's five and a half. So you're telling me it's only one inch bigger than the phone I have right now? Oh, then they're definitely gonna they're gonna take that one inch off, and the the mini the switch. The Nintendo Switch Mini will be the size of my iPhone then. And it's got to be lower than $200. Lower than $200. $199.99? Yeah, I would say that. Because right now it's what, $299? $299? So they would, have to, they would have to make it definitely... Yeah, but they didn't have that kind of resolution, Fox. When you put it on a Game Boy, 
We're talking about screen shading with dark and gray squares. We're talking about like res high resolution games and stuff. I, I can't, I mean, I get certain games you can play, but like at, at that point, aren't I just playing on my phone? Well, the, the Game Boy screen size was 4.7 yeah. centimeters. <laughs> 4.7 times 4.3 centimeters. I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be under it's it's definitely got to be under two hundred dollars one ninety nine and I can see myself going all right you know what I can purchase one of those if I can play Breath of the Wild and stuff use the controller but then project it to my television I don't think it comes with a dock though I'll be honest with you I don't think the Switch Mini will come with a dock I don't think so either I think it's supposed to be a replacement like just, the Duplicated right just just a replacement for the 3DS yep I think that's all it would be. I don't think you're going to be able to hook up anything to it. If so, they'll sell it afterwards as a, as a third-party accessory or first-party accessory for 50 bucks or 40 bucks. Why would you even need that, though? Would it just be a cable? You wouldn't need a taco. You don't you want to just need a cable. You don't want to put a cable there because the cable will break off. Someone will, you know what I mean? Like, they already had problems. Remember with the taco, uh, the, the cable, the way the cable was, it was, like, snapping or breaking in the... In, and then the, the screen was getting damaged as they were putting it into the taco shell. Yeah, because they're slamming it in like they're yeah, trying to I don't know what... slide a credit card through a machine, <laughs> not like they're trying to play something nice in electronics. Right. So, I don't know. One ninety nine. Okay, so, chat, do you own a Switch now? And if there was a Mini that came out, would you buy a Switch Mini? All right. And for how much would you Let's buy see. it for? New Xbox. The, the smaller one's 400 you said? No, the new one's 250 250 The discless one. The discless one's 250 All right, 250 Now, the one that we say is going to be the bundle with Infinity, with, X, with uh, Halo Infinite, we're saying what, four? Or we're saying five. We're saying five. Four ninety nine ninety nine that kind of thing. Yeah. And now the Switch is going to be under two. I say under two. Under two hundred, so one ninety nine ninety five, depending on when it comes out. Can you imagine if they came out with a Pro Switch? What do they price that at? Four hundred, four hundred for that thing? I I can't see people spending four hundred dollars on 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 a portable device like that. It's weird. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. But but once again, the this this is basically a a setup year. This is the setup. I don't know, Pops. It's not. It's not out yet. They're just. It's all rumors. Yeah. This is the. This is the setup year, where they're gonna get past. They're gonna get past Christmas. Cyberpunk's gonna come out and destroy everybody. Everybody else is gonna have the little thing coming out, and then starting February, the rumors are gonna start. The new Xbox, the new Xbox, the new PlayStation, and it's gonna start going all kinds of nutty up until E3, and then at E3, both both teams have to actually sell us. A console. Now, here's my question: Does PlayStation come back to E3 because they have to sell a console? No, they just do what Nintendo does. Uh, right. They won't come back to E3 like physically. They'll just phone in their their video. Right. They'll just the they'll just toss it to E3 and say, "Here, show this on your stage." Right. You think so though? No one's gonna have any questions like that. You think they're gonna allow new system coming out this year, and it's just gonna be an Uncle Nintendo well, move? What, what I'm saying is they, yeah, they don't have to. They can just film it and just send in and show it during E3. They don't actually have to be at E3. I don't know, man. I think you'd want to get behind your hardware and try to push it. Hmm. 
I, I, mean, I, I still think Xbox is working with Nintendo in the background right now, and they're going to get the Xbox like Game Pass and everything where you can play Xbox games on a Switch. And if they do that, game over. Right, because then then Xbox. Do you know how many switches they're selling over in China, man? Do you know how many switches people own? Well, it's, 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 it's insanity. It's not even that. Like, Xbox is smart because they don't have to make the hardware. Again, this is my speculation, right? Like, if they don't have to make the hardware, all these portable devices are out there: phones, iPads. Now the mo- mobile switches. You know what I mean with the Game switches. Pass. Right. Game, pass. Game, pass. Game pass, game pass, game pass, cross-platform, everything, cloud, project cloud, xCloud, whatever. I'm telling you, if they do that, that's a win. PlayStation will win the console war, and Xbox is like, I don't give a shit. Think about how did Bill Gates make his money? Did he make Software? his money because he made computers like Apple? No. no. Software. He made Windows and became the richest man in the universe for many, many years, okay, because he made software. Game Pass is that software for all these hardware pieces out there. Bill Gates probably chimed in, was like, because Bill Gates didn't even want to make an Xbox originally. Say, I don't want to get in this gaming market, right? And then he's going all this, and Phil Spencer, him probably got in lunch one day, and Bill Gates is probably sitting there across the thing going, so uh, the fuck's the problem? Why are we losing so much? Well, PlayStation just got a better system than us. <clears throat> and he's like, so why don't you just make a fucking software? And Phil's like, it's a good idea, Bill. I'll, I'll I'll get on that. All right, that's it. That's it. They just they they basically just turn the market like Game Pass. That's it. They're not they're not they're selling they're selling entertainment. They don't give a shit about the boxes. Five years ago, they wanted to make the console boxes. They're like, I want to be on. I want every every house in America to have an Xbox to connect. Right, right, right. They want it to be the hardware. Where's the connect? And, right, right. And now they're now they just want to be the software on everybody's box. Right. I'm telling you, Bill Gates walked in and said, hey, uh, how many billionaires are in this room? Oh, nobody? Just me? How did I make my billion dollars with software? Right. So what are you guys doing with this hardware bullshit? Like, come on, use your brains. And they're like, Game Pass. Yeah, there it is. Take this connection and throw it out the the door. Right. So I'm telling you, that's that's what Microsoft's doing. People don't get it. People don't understand it. And I'm telling you, Microsoft is right now, they people think they're losing but they're winning big. They're winning big. And I'm not, it's not because I'm a, a Microsoft fan because I'm not. I'm actually an Apple fan. Okay. But uh, Apple's not doing anything like they're, this. They're just, they're just, they're getting it. Xbox is getting into position is what's happening right now. Right. I hate, I hate Windows and Microsoft. Let me turn my computer on. Oh, hold on. What are you, what are you running? I'm running Linux. Sure you are. Sure you are. <laughs> right. So, uh, Next story. Uh, let's see. Really? Oh, let's let's talk about let's talk about the UK government and what our title's called in the show, right? It's called uh, surprise mechanics. Okay. So overall, we had four people on not on stand, but in the government committee. Uh, they met up, and there was four people. The four people were game executives, which included EA Vice President of Legal and Government Affairs, Kerry Hopkins, uh, EA UK Country Manager, Sean Campbell, as well as the Epic Executive Matthew uh, Weisinger, and Director of Marketing, and Canyon Pence General Consult or Council. 
They spent more than two hours answering all manner of questions and about their games and how they handle loot boxes and microtransactions. But there's one thing that came out that Hopkins says she sees loot boxes not as gambling, but instead as a surprise mechanics. This is uh, similar to things like toys that come with surprises, such as Kinder Eggs and Hatchimals. You can watch the breakout segments in the video embedded above. Okay, so she's comparing loot boxes to Kinder Eggs and Hatchimals. Okay, here's here's my my problem with with that. Right, I buy a physical chocolate, sweet sweet chocolate that I can eat. Okay, which they're banned in the United States, I believe, because the toy inside, because people are just shoving the chocolate in their mouth without reading the the packaging that said there was a toy inside. Right. So, yeah. so basically, right, chocolate. Go on. Um, I mean, that alone, Tally, would sell you, right? If they every loot box that you bought from from Overwatch or any other game was an actual chocolate loot box, and then you got your digital code within the inside, I mean, I would see a lot more people being happy. But you're getting a digital thing, okay, where a Kinder Egg is chocolate, and you eat the chocolate, and then there's a toy inside. Now, it's a piece of shit toy, right? Sorry if you work for Kinder Eggs, okay? But they're, they're little little dinky toys. But here's the thing. Uh, I can throw that toy away. I can play with that toy. I can physically do stuff with that toy. That toy can go on a trip with me, right? I can put it in my car. I can drive around with it. I can have my dog chew it. Uh, there's there's many things you can do with the toy. Ten years later, you, you lost it. You're moving. You move the couch, and there's that toy. And you're like, oh, man, there's that Kinder Egg toy I got. Ah, oh, I had such good times with that Kinder Egg toy, Okay. Loot boxes in EA games is I buy this loot box and uh, it's uh, 2020 or 2019 FIFA and I open it up and I got a pack of virtual loot box cards and oh, it makes my team so much better and I play with that until I get the next card and then that card goes away and I paid five bucks for that card and then next year the next FIFA comes out 2020 and all the things that I purchased in FIFA 2019 are gone gone and that's if you played it for the full year right you can't move you can't you can't go back you can't do anything and then if they ever shut those servers down it's gone you don't own it you don't do anything it's not the same it's not the same thing at all and i hate people that come that compare this like baseball cards because baseball cards i open a pack yes it's the loot it's a loot crate it's a loot box i open it up i f i fill through the through the actual things okay and i have cards physical cards in my hands and I could throw those cards away. I could put them in my bicycle spokes. I don't even know if kids still do that. Okay. I can play flips. I can do a whole bunch of different things with it because they're physical in my hand. Everyone's like, well, it's the same thing. You open up a pack of cards and you get the cards that you got. No, that's, that's completely different. It's all digital. Nothing exists in life. Nothing. So for her to come out and say this, they're delusional. They're, they're trying to spin it in any way possible. Surprise mechanic. Surprised mechanics what do you think sarge I, I don't i don't think i want to spend the next 20 minutes yelling at the screen okay i think it's the most underhanded triad of twist of journalism ever that they're trying to pr spin loot boxes into something prettier because they know how badly that they themselves fucked their own system like they invented the system they fucked their own system and now they're trying to pr spin themselves out of their own shithouse right it's it's hilarity, okay? <clears throat> it's hilarity. There's there's no possible way, as as time goes on, gamers 
in general. Because because here here here's the brass facts, right? Here's the brass tacks and the facts. Since the reality of the normal world is now permeating into gaming, whereas before gaming was just this thing that kids did, the nerds did, everyone left them alone, they're fucking nerds, they're playing video games. We had our own little corner, we could do whatever we want, right? Then Uncle Sam started knocking at the door. Oh, we can make more money, let's try this. Oh, we can make more money, let's right. try this. Oh, we can make more money, let's try this. I told you, and I've said it numerous times, once the annual income of video games surpassed the NFL, everybody who said that it's just for nerds, it's just for these kids, leave them alone, all those people were like, uh, hey, everybody, there's a brand new way to fuck over a bunch of people and get rich doing it. It's right over here. It's where all the nerds live. Where, where do Let's I sign go up? over here, right? right? And so they spent the next good probably half a decade trying to figure out new and inventive ways to screw us. And now we're into like year six or seven of this loot box phenomenon, okay, of like full-blown loot boxes, okay? And so now they went too far. They screwed the pooch. And now kids – and remember, let's be honest. I know we're all – most of us here are pretty much past the adult age. All right, we're in their 20s, probably 30s, people who are listening – but the majority of the people who are playing video games are still children. So you have a group of a, a group of adults who are vindictively, maliciously, underhandedly trying to squeeze money out of children who are either paying themselves or more likely paying with their parents' credit cards in order to make a fortune. And now, because they stepped over the line too far, they screwed themselves. They're trying to PR spin themselves right. out of it. So governments have to st have stepped in to be like, uh, I think we need to calm down. You have to stop selling stuff to kids. Can, can, right? That's where we are. Right, right. Can you imagine now in Overwatch, instead of a loot box dropping, it's now called, oh, I got another surprise mechanic. Uh, like, I right. don't, I, that's, not a, that's not a good selling point, right? So, yeah, I, 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 don't see them, I don't see them trying to recover out of this. It's it's ridiculous how she how she labeled it as a surprise mechanic and and compared it to a Kinder egg. I just that's 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 someone right there that doesn't play games, right? She right. doesn't play that's games. Pure, that's pure PR from the adult world, right? She's an adult that goes home, probably reads romance novels and stuff, and that's cool, right? And she goes to her work nine to five every day and and does it. And she's like, oh shit, I gotta talk about this. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, what what, what did my kid say? Uh, it's a surprise. It's like a it's like a mechanic. It's a surprise mechanic. It's like a, it's like a Kinder egg. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's disturbing. Right. It's disturbing is what it is. So I I I find it funny that the people that represent the gaming industry are people that don't play games themselves because they just don't have time or whatever. I mean, that's just a thing, right? Because they're adults. They're right. Exactly. And, and video, video games is for children. Exactly. Right. Adult, a adult man children, child. Adult a children man, a man child. Man adult child. Adult children yeah. nonetheless. But let's, but let's be honest now. Let's be honest. I don't think the market share of video games would be so large just based off of population. It's also because people play games longer. Like people are playing games longer into their age brackets well the average gamer right now is 34 i, I understand that but right. what i'm what i'm saying is if we add them up like over time it's it's 
our our population base keeps moving over, keeps moving over, but they some people drop off, but there's still people in our age bracket who still play video games at some type of game, some type of game, right? Whereas beforehand, you played video games, you went to school, you went to college, you stopped playing video games, you got laid, you got paid, and you went to work. That's what happened. Right, then you right. got, then you got, people, then, then you got bored. Are playing games. Right, then you got bored, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy a video game system. <laughs> this is cycle all return back to itself. You know, it's, it's just one of these phenomenon where... The population base is carrying on, and there's a lot of people who play video games. There's a lot of money. Listen, $3 billion for Candy Crush annually is nothing to sneeze at, dude. Right, which is owned right. by Activision. Right. Yep. Right. So they're doing fine, by the way. Let's, let's, let's not worry about Activision losing, losing Destiny or Activision's having problems with Call of Duty. I'm sure they're shedding a tear. Like, they are up there. They are heart is crumbling inside that they're going to lose Call of Duty, that they won't be able to make any more Call of Duty games. Activision will have nothing for next Christmas. And they'll just be like, Candy Crush, ka-ching! Candy Crush 2, ka-ching! Yeah, so, so the video game revenue tops $43 billion in 2018. So where do you think it's going to go from there? Right? $43 billion. Okay. Apps, that's where we are? That's where last year, right? That's 2018. $43 billion. Yeah. yeah. You don't think anyone's trying to clamor for a percentage of that pie? I'll take a half a percent. Right? You a, don't a think half a percent and right, I'll be okay. Think, you don't think everyone's trying to get a piece of that pie? Everybody. You give me 0.5% of 43 billion and I'm okay. Duplis Candy Crush, you don't think it's a thing like just do some research on Candy Crush, Duplis. When this show's over, spend 20 minutes looking up Candy Crush and all that stuff it's doing. Like it's redonkulous. It's redonkulous. <clears throat> Tally, what you're doing is fine though, right? Because you're involved with your with your with your children and what their spending habits are. There's lots of people that don't pay attention uh, or put any parameters on their on their kids, and they're just just spending money left and right. They're like, "Oh, look at that new skin! Let me buy that! Let me buy that!" And Dad and Mom I mean, is like, "What did we buy for four thousand dollars last month? What, right. what is this? Nobody, what is this epic loot? What is this no, surprise nobody, mechanic on the on the nobody, thing? Nobody, nobody's thinking about." The fact that ten thousand dollar credit card bill for FIFA, right, like, and, right. and you don't think other companies like that dude spent ten thousand dollars on a video game? We have to get like eight, eighty, or ninety people like that. Right. Can we get a hundred people like yeah. that? Like right. that, yeah. That'll yeah. do that every month. Like that's what they're doing. And there, that's there is, there is a hundred people that would do that, right? Easily. Easily. But that's, but that's, it's still. I understand it's business, okay. But there, there comes a time where you're crossing the line. The, you're crossing the morality and the scruples line where you know that people are susceptible to certain types of stimulus. And you are basically doing it without a care and chalking it up to, well, that's just business. Like the same people who say this, would it be okay if I introduce drugs to your kids? You know, would it be all right if I kept driving past the school and kept dropping off drugs at the kid for the kids to try out. Would that be okay with them? Like, I, it's right. the same premise. Right. It's the same premise. I, I keep, I don't, I don't force it on them. I just keep dropping it off and help more and more of them pick it up. Like that's, it's the same thing. You don't, you know, what's wrong to do, but you're doing it anyway. So now the government's involved. But listen, before it was supposed to be let the games run themselves. We don't want the government involvement. And now you have government saying, yeah, but hang on, here, we got to look at this. Here's the thing. I. I the way I look at it is I have no problem with Andrew Wilson driving a Ferrari and making a hundred million dollars a year. I have no problem with that, right? 
I have no problem with them putting loot boxes and microtransactions in video games either. What I have a problem is people are taking their anger because they have no control over whatever or because they, they... If you are a responsible adult, okay, regardless if you have children or no children, but if your child is spending $10,000 and you don't know what they're doing, there's no difference of your, uh, your, your child spending $10,000 on microtransactions or spending $10,000 on sporting gear or going out and buying stereo equipment for their car that they just bought. They, as a parent, you have to know what your children are doing. And if your child is playing video games, you should probably take an interest in what your child is doing. You don't have to sit down and play video games with them if you don't want to, but you should go, hey, what are you playing? Oh, Fortnite. That's cool. Oh, let me make sure the parental things are on so you're not spending a shit ton of money. Nope, I don't have time for that. When my son plays video games, I'm there right next to him, right next to him playing. Or I'm watching him play because I'm a gamer dad, okay? There's times when he's on his iPad that he's playing off on his own, and I make sure if he's like, I need to download something. He can't download anything unless it's my thumbprint or my wife's thumbprint to download that game. And if that game has in-game purchases or in-app purchases, we make sure that that's shut off and it has a code. And we actually take time, okay, to sit down and make sure that our children can't spend stuff that we don't have. As, a, as an adult, if you want to go spend your, you just worked 50 hours a week to make your money and you want to go blow that on microtransactions, by all means, go ahead. And this is where I think people have a problem, right? People are upset because they have no control over what they can do. They feel like, well, there's microtransactions there. I, I have to I have to buy them. I have to buy microtransactions. And that's fine, okay? And I don't think they're brainwashed. My thing is, I think we're going after companies, and I'm doing a segue here. I think we're going after companies for the wrong reasons, right? We're blaming the company because they're putting microtransactions in games that everything is you know, it costs money and I have to buy everything. The reason I don't like microtransactions personally is not because people are buying microtransactions is because they're breaking up games. Okay. And taking less out of what the $60 value was and then separating it over the year, over, over the next year because of games of service or whatever else. Right. So there's plenty of games that's doing this one grand theft auto. Okay. There's a report that grand theft auto is in the future. Zelnick. Okay. Who owns, uh 2k games and stuff like that okay and rockstar and has uh, shares he says that rockstar games will not be as long in the future there'll be shorter terms in between each game that comes out right because they have bigger teams now they're going to drop a game because if you look at grand theft auto it's out that people people are upset because they want dlc i want solo dlc i want solo dlc more more dlc and they're not giving it to them. They just keep going online, online, microtransactions and this. And people are like, ah, I'm over Grand Theft Auto, right? It's it's too old. I'm, I'm, I'm just over it. They're releasing the casino, right? They're releasing a casino into Grand Theft Auto now, which when it came out, I was like, why isn't this casino open? Because back in San Andreas, when it was out, there was fucking Las Vegas, right? You had Las Vegas and you could play roulette. You can play poker. You can play uh, um, craps. You can play all this stuff. And then somewhere down the road, that got banned and illegal because it's fake gambling in a, in a video game, but because now there's microtransactions and different things, they have to rework stuff, right? So now if Rockstar decides to make their new game, let's say they're making Grand Theft Auto 6, and right now Grand Theft Auto 5, let's say I had a 100-hour 100, 100 story plot, and same with Red Dead Redemption 2, about 100 hours, 80 to 100 hours. 
Zelda's saying, well, those games are going to be shorter now, right? And they're going to have more content come out throughout the year for that game. So, okay, we have a 100-hour game that takes 100 hours. You pay 60 bucks for it. And now it's going to be 40 hours. And I'm speculating here, right? It could be 40, 50, 60 hours. And then the additional hours that you were in the game are not going to get broken up and then sold to you as DLC. So instead of paying $60 for a 100-hour game, now you're paying $60 for a 40-hour game and then 10 bucks for the next 10 hours and then 10 bucks for the next 10 hours and then 10 bucks for the next 10 hours. And what you had for $60, you're now getting for $110 or $120. And right? that's where they want you anyway. And that's when people are like, oh, you're the man. You're the man, Rockstar. You're finally giving us DLC for the, for the single player. But they don't realize that they've just taken stuff out of the game. The game. Right. And that's where I have a problem with these microtransactions and all this stuff that's going on. Right. That's just one example. Okay. So what do you think about this? They're they're putting the casino into to to Grand Theft Auto Online. It's supposed to release sometime in July. Okay. Is it too little too late? Is it like I, I think you know what don't you know what I think it is? <laughs> this is this is what I think it is. I think that they spent the last five or six years giving people reasons to make more and more money. Gold planes, gold cars. I could buy a gold skyscraper, whatever whatever kind of nonsense that Grand Theft Auto was doing, right? So now, at the tail end of the game, in order to get everybody to give back the fake money that they've been getting all this time, they're putting the casino in so everyone gets robbed of their money. Right. So they're broke before the next Grand Theft Auto game right. comes out. Uh, right. Do you, do you think they're going to... I roll, I roll as a criminal mastermind. I'm a CEO. I'm a distributor of all kinds of uh, everything. Everything illegal. And now they release the casino thing, and I go on a bender and lose it all. And I end up being nobody on the side can, of the street. Can you can you imagine, though? Like, Do you think they're going to put a new currency in to, to, I, I, to win just I, at the I games? I don't see how this is going to work at all because because of the the climate of loot boxes in the games. The, the, like well, they have shark cards. They have shark cards in that no, game. No, no, I get it. Yeah. But the whole fact of saying to someone now all of a sudden there's casinos, people are going to be gambling. It's going to be kind of touchy, Mike. Think about it. I'm spending real money. I can't take the money out of the game. <clears throat> I can't take the money out of the game. But I'm spending real money for the fake money that I'm going to use to gamble well, that I'm going to lose that I can't get back. I don't know if you what they're doing. That's why I'm saying, do they think they're going to put a new currency in? Because one, Red Dead Redemption, you can gamble now with poker and stuff. Okay, in Red Dead Redemption Two online, but certain countries don't have it, right? So right. they implemented the they implemented the gambling into Red Dead Online Two, but certain countries don't have the poker. I don't see the point though. I don't see the point. Listen, if if you know how to play Grand Theft Auto and you've been playing this whole time, you know all the reasons how you get money. Everything in the game, you know how to you know how to make millions of dollars. You've been playing the game for four or five years, right? So now you're gonna come up with gambling. So I'm gonna now take the bazillion dollars that I have, go sit in a fake room to see if I can get more bazillions of dollars. But if the real rules of gambling apply, then the house always wins. Right. And right. then you're going to just end up becoming broke. So what's the point of what? How does that make it a what's the asset of that game? Like, what is the point of me going well, to the casino gambling? What was the reason that we did it in, in Second Life when they had the, when they had the crap? Second Life, that was real money. Right. It was real money. Right. You could pull money out. And you could pull money out. That's true. That's true. Yep. So I don't see I don't even see how this is going to be something that people would want to play. Like, why would I want to why would I want to play gambling in Grand Theft Auto if I don't give a shit anymore? And now I'm just gonna give the money back to Rockstar, like all the money I made from robbing banks and well, doing missions. It, it, I would, I would assume that you could rob people, the casino. People doing, 
people doing three three hundred million dollar bet on blackjack, betting on black. You know that's what they're gonna do. Right. Like you're just trying to double up. Then you're then you're gambling. Someone comes in, just shoots up while you're playing. St yeah, like I said, steals I your money. I don't I don't right, understand I don't, how it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. There's there's the so many there's so many things that they can go wrong with this like, scenario. I don't I don't know why you would want to do it. I think it'd be cool if, and, and again, my brain works this way. It's a racetrack back there, right? Yeah. They made Red Dead Redemption and now Red Dead Redemption Two, and the horses look phenomenal. Right. So why not implement? So you know they horses. can do horses. So wait, <laughs> right, right. So right, because they fucking did the detail of the testicles for fuck's sake. Okay. So you have you have horses that you could race in the game. Now think about how cool this would be, right? You can own a horse. Oh. Right. You wow, can, I, I could be an equestrian and raise a horse and then and you can race my horse in horse racing. Right, you can race your horse in a horse race and you can ride the horse and now you race race on top like the car races, but now you're racing the horse races around the track, right? And you bet on money and stuff like that. You can't bet on yourself though, right? You can't bet on yourself, right? There was just, listen, first thing would happen, Mike, there'd just be collusion. The first thing that would right, happen. Right. I'm betting everything on you. It's a million dollars. All your friends are getting into the same server. They'd all right. get over. That's why I can't. I can't see how this is going to play out. Because no matter how how it works, no matter how it works, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad, right? Because yeah. let's just say let's just say a bunch of us get into the thing, and you know we're we're playing like um, not 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 blackjack because blackjack's too much 50-50, right? Let's say we're playing like uh, craps, craps or whatever. Roulette or claps, right? And, we, and all of us are together. We're in the same server, right? So everybody lays down heavy money, and then you're just checking off the bets. And when one pays out more over than the 50-50 bet, then we're just dividing the money, which means can you divide no money? Can you can you give money to people in the game? I don't yeah. know if you can. Yeah, you could give money to people. Can you? The last time I was there, you give money to somebody. I don't remember if you can or not. Uh, is that does that change? That might be can an odd. People, I think that's an odd. I know the role players can give money to each other, but that's that's their own servers maybe, and stuff like that. Is that is that true? Maybe maybe I'm incorrect on in that. That you can't give money to people in the normal game. I'll have to check it up on it. I'll have to check up on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure if you can give money, but I just one. I think the casino is coming in because you can do the heists, like you can do casino heist, right? Okay, that that'd be great if it was a nice new right. add-on. Two, I think it'd be cool. Two, I think it'd be cool if you could own the casino. Right, like you own and run run a casino, so it's an instance, sort of like you run a nightclub or you run a gunsmith thing. Yeah, you are gonna rob you. Everyone wants to rob the casino. Correct, but you own a casino, you kind of build up the casino. Like ten people walking through the door, that's their own instance, right? So they own that casino in their own little world, and then when they come out, they have to run like advertisements or do whatever else. People can rob your casino and wh whatever. I can see that. But as far as gambling themselves in the game, if they do not put a new currency in the game, I don't see it working because they they have no control over over what it is. Because if you if you buy a shark card and then I get a million dollars and then I just spend the real money and fake money, it's like right. It, it's it's right. it's very sketchy and very very. And people are worried about. Sp fucking surprise mechanics this is just straight up robbery right <laughs> they're like hey right. just give us a hundred dollars of real money and we're gonna we're, you're gonna win you're gonna win house wins 80 percent of the time right that's what, it's that's like, what i'm saying so right. i think it's the last i think it's the last ditch effort to get as much money out of grand theft auto before it's over that's what it looks like if they and if they get away with this where they they take a game and split it up and then sell it to you again, 
100 hour game and they break it up into 52 50 hour parts and then take that other 50 and break it up to five dlcs over the next year and they charge 20 bucks or 10 bucks a piece and you're just like wait a minute i just paid 110 for the same thing and i know fox said well didn't you know it's because the prices haven't been raised in 15 years look when i was 1984 86 my mom purchased an atari cartridge eighty dollars for was it yars revenge 75 75 dollars yars yes. revenge okay yes game prices have changed that's like a that's like 250 dollars of today yeah okay spending 75 dollars on an atari cartridge matter of fact i went into a one of these um it's not a GameStop. it was in the mall this guy owns his own game shop and he had a whole bunch of old atari games and i looked at one of them and i was like is that gauntlet 50 bucks it's like that thing's 40 years old and you're charging 50 bucks i was like i have it in my cabinet how much would you give it to me for uh he said five bucks five bucks look at me five dollars for a gauntlet. He's, worse, he's worse than gamestop are you kidding me like he's what worse. <laughs> are he's you worse than GameStop. are you robbing me right now are, is your internet disconnecting you have a storms over by you sarge or whatever no chop choppy yeah it's really 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 choppy choppy let me uh let me put your picture up and i'm gonna disconnect real fast we'll still talk it and call me back call me back Give me one second, guys. I got to set up the camera again and make sure everything is good. Anytime we talk about anything very substantial, there's always an issue. Always we're, being, we're, we're being cut out and stuff. Yeah. Let me see if this is uh, a little off here. A little off. There we go. Ah! I hate Skype, man. It just, it just seems, it seems a little strange that this late in the game, no pun intended, that they're coming out with gambling mechanics for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's it's super weird. It's super weird when it comes when it comes to I, it. I, I actually believe that the, I actually believe in my heart that that's the last ditch effort to get as much money out as Grand Theft Auto as possible before it's over. Because gambling is basically just a vacuum cleaner, right? If I'm gambling, I'm just putting money into the system. That's all I'm doing. Right. Right. I'm not getting anything out of it. <clears throat> All right, let's let's talk about uh, Bungie. All right, Bungie. Um, let me go to their their site real fast. Bungie raised over four hundred thousand on the uh, the Guardian Con uh, block today too, as well. Uh, where is the one that's this week in Bungie's today? Oh, Fall Eververse changes. Here it is. All right, so the Eververse changes that are coming uh, for this are as follows okay it says hello everyone like we did a few weeks ago in the live stream we're going to continue to talk about destiny will continue to evolve in the fall and beyond the update is about how we're changing the eververse now everyone always had a pushback with the eververse right everyone had a problem with eververse every single guardian out there had a problem with the eververse when they came in they're like oh this is bullshit yesterday they did this post or two days ago and yesterday and everyone on twitter was like so awesome bungie i'm so glad you're selling selling transmogging to us for 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 prices right and i'm like i don't get it look i don't hate bungie in any way shape or form i honestly think though the gaming community is just completely brainwashed and they just don't know maybe this is because they've never earned money in their entire life before i don't know 
right? The majority of the population, but the Destiny community is pretty, pretty older and they have jobs so they can spend their money on what they want. But the majority of them, I would think, are young kids that are just like amazed that they can buy stuff that should have been in the game to get anyway. <clears throat> but I'm okay with this, actually. I know it sounds like I'm not. I'm okay with this because I can still earn and I'll buy. I'll buy one. Right? I'll give it to them. I've I've spent thousands of hours in their game, so throwing another five bucks to them so I can get my guardian not to look like a ridiculous, you know, uh, retarded like guardian because I'm level light light uh, seven thirty two, and my guy looks like he's wearing pajamas and stuff because I, it's the it's the highest light gear I have, right? And he looks terrible. <clears throat> so anyway, the armor. Okay, we've already made a number of changes to Eververse Season 1 of Opulence. We've redesigned the store uh, and made the bright engrams only included year one gear <clears throat> and have been biased, uh, biased heavily towards giving you items we haven't unlocked in the collections. And we're going to make more changes to the economy store and armor in the Falls patch. Armor sticks to the go of Eververse store and sees the items. Let me make this a little bit bigger. <clears throat> and looks like it's cool seeing the item bad perks on it. In fact, we're setting up the armor. We twist ourselves up in a knot to make sure the eververse armor sets didn't have good perks right because they didn't want people to buy pay to win stuff we did this because the best way to get sweet perks in your armor would be playing the game and not shopping at the eververse right to enhance your hand cannon loaders at test we're done with that as of september all eververse armor is being converted to universal ornaments didn't we say this? I could have sworn we said something about this. I don't. I don't want to even talk about okay. it anymore. These universal ornaments can anymore. be applied to all the legendary armor sets we're releasing this fall, and they override the look for equip gear while preserving the perk mods and stats of the original item. The Eververse armor you have acquired in your collections all have universal ornaments automatically unlocked for you to use on the new legendary armor. For example, if the if the song in the heart is to have your titan roll. With the 2018 Tin Man, okay, Festival of the Lost Helmet, you can put it on him. New legendary armor coming to the game this fall. So there you go. There's the the helmet. There it is. Evolving Bright Dust. Historically, the best way to earn Bright Dust in Destiny 2 has been to buy a bunch of Bright Engram share uh, shards, everything from the Engram, build a giant bankroll of the, of the Bright Dust, and spend it all on the Warlock Diarakarum helmet show up bright dust row in the last week of the season we're going to change this the fall we're changing the bright dust from pay and slash or pay to earn currency to play to earn rewards we're adding bright dust as a reward for completing vanguard crucible gambit bounties i i won't play crucible or gambit just vanguard and we want all players to earn the dust for playing not for spending money and destroying a bunch of items in the inventory after the complete all the bounties for the week there will be an additional avenue to keep grinding for the bright dust it also has been pretty. It's also yes, been. But will, but will they be able to still break down stuff and get bright dust, or is it only be earned from from the, from from these missions now? Uh, that's, that's... I'll tell you in a little. It also is pretty un, uncool to go to the collection screen, spend bright dust to get a shader, a ghost shell, or whatever. Uh, we're going to fix that too. Uh, beginning September seventeenth, the Eververse items in your collection will cost glimmer and legendary shards. If you want to keep pulling out the exotic sparrow. That looks like a motorcycle until you uh, until you get a good sparrow perk, uh, instant summon. You can do that with legendary shards and glimmer. <laughs> but, but if it looks like the bike, then it is the bike. Well, no, but it has different Mother perks. It has different perks on it. Okay, go ahead. Ch changes to, to dismantling the Eververse items. 
Lastly, because we're changing the cost of pulling things out of the collection, Eververse items will no longer dismantle into Bright Dust. The Fall Eververse items will dismantle into Legendary Shards and Glimmer. However, that means right now, the absolute best thing you can do with all your Eververse items you don't use regularly, armor, sparrows, shaders, ghost shells, transmat effects, dismantle them is to dismantle them. Setting on the pile of, of Midnight Talons or Metro Shift from year one stockpile shards, shard them to dust for dust. That's right. Everything must go. Dismantle the extra stuff you have in your inventory. Build up a huge amount of bright dust and spend it on sweet stuff as it rolls through the Eververse store because on September 17th, everything changes. <clears throat> do, do you see what they did here? Does anybody see what they've done here? Okay. Before they destroyed all your weapons because they destroyed them. Now they're telling you to destroy all your stuff because they want you to destroy them because new stuff is coming, right? And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to destroy all my stuff, right? That's that's what you're going to do, right? That's that's what you're going to do. And I I don't I don't get it, but I get it, right? I see it from the business standpoint, but I just don't get it from the gamer standpoint. Gamers were complaining about the Eververse store in the very beginning, like, oh, this is bullshit. I don't want to pay for this stuff. I kind of want to earn it in game. And now they're like, hey, by the way, uh, there's going to be really cool stuff that you can't earn because it's bright dust. And this stuff's still going to be silver. Okay. So you're going to have to purchase this stuff. And the silver stuff's going to be the cool stuff because we don't want to put the cool stuff actually in the game for you to earn. We're going to put the somewhat cool stuff in the game. All right. And then go, oh, you know what? This stuff looks cool, but man, that silver one looks really good. How much is that? 15 bucks? Yeah, I'll buy that. Right, that's that's what's happening right now, right? And they want you to destroy all your stuff. Just destroy all your stuff. All Eververse armor, new and armor for you've already acquired, has been converted to the Universal Ornaments. Universal Ornaments can be attached to any newly required legendary armor. Bright Dust is going to come uh, from doing bounties, not dismantling things you spend money on. Eververse items can now be pulled from the collections with Glimmer Legendary Shards instead of Bright Dust. Dismantle all of your unused Eververse items to maximize your bright dust reserves. Um, let's see who's who's saying some stuff in chat real fast. So, so, so they want to destroy your stuff so you have more bright dust. So you could buy the other stuff that that's going to be the, the mods, the new stuff that comes out. Yeah, yeah, but but the what the point that I'm trying to that I'm missing here is if I have an armor set, right? I have an armor set that I like because it has the stats that I want but I don't like the way it looks. So I'm going to use Bright Dust to buy what? One encompassing type of, of mass that goes over my entire armor set? Or is it for each piece? Because not, not, not to be rude, but I know that some people like certain armor pieces with other pieces, and then they just use the shader to make it all look uniform. So, you know what I mean? Right, but here's the thing. We've, we've talked about this for years where have some cool gear, have multiple types of gear, have purpose of farming some guy. Now you're just farming for perks, right? So technically, you're getting gear like a helmet or chest piece, and it has the perks, random perks on it, right? And you might find the random perks that you like on that particular thing, but you hate the way it looks, right? So they made something cooler for you to look. And now you're going to be grinding for stuff to dismantle so you can get stuff from the Eververse to get Bright Dust, do Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit stuff. 
they're stretching the game out for content wise right it's it, which is holding up some time so shadow keeps coming out then they're going to make you end game type of stuff stretch out the game go run your bounties go run other bounties now for bright dust right so now you have your your bounties for glimmer you got your bounties for empower and and grams you got your you got your bounties for um uh, enhancement cores now you're gonna have your bounties for bright dust right so it's just more stuff to put in and i get it i get it i see through the veil okay everyone else is like oh this game's awesome i i really appreciate it and this is the same mentality i don't get where they're giving you less you're paying more and you're okay with it <clears throat> and i just don't i i i can't as a 41 year old gamer and playing all my life since i was three years old I don't get the mentality where you're okay with this when you're like, I'm going to pay this much and then pay, you're paying pay more for less and you're okay with it. Yeah, yeah right. I, I just don't, I don't understand no matter how much I try to understand, I can't understand it. I, I purchased my first ever microtransaction. I know I've, it's, it's a gateway drug. Okay. I was playing Dauntless, which was a free to play game. Okay. Now, mind you, Bungie's going free to play, right? Destiny's going free to play. I don't know if it's going free to play. It's going free to play. The base game up until Forsaken's free to play. So if you get it next year and you never played Destiny before, you get Destiny, you get Osiris, you get Warmind. Uh, I believe you get the annual pass. You get Forsaken, but you don't get the missions for Forsaken. You just get the land. So you get the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City, but you can't do anything of the main activities like the Blind Well or excavation protocol or any of that type of stuff, right? <clears throat> Everything's free to play. Shadow keep <clears throat> you would get, but you wouldn't get the main event, like the raids and stuff like that. But you would get the areas. All free to play. <clears throat> Dauntless I paid for armor. Like uh I bought some platinum and I bought some shaders and stuff. And I was like, it's a free to play game. You know, I've already put in like 80 hours. I was like, I'll oh, I'll spend $4.99. So I did it, right? Because I it's a good game. I'm having a lot of fun. <clears throat> Destiny, if you're if you're an early adopter, you, you paid for Destiny 1, you paid for Dark Below, you paid for House of Wolves, you paid for Taken King, you paid for Rise of Iron, you paid, uh, there was one more in between, I believe. Then you played for Destiny 2, then you paid for Warmind, then you played for Osiris, then you paid for Forsaken, then you paid for the annual pass, and now we're all cut up. Okay, you've, you've purchased 10 things, at, at, at around, you're around about $300, $400, the thing. And now they're going free to play, right? So up to this point, if you've never played in the last five years, you buy the game, it's free to play, okay? <clears throat> Bravo. Why are they doing this? Everyone thinks it's awesome. It's going to bring in a whole bunch of people into the game. Well, of course it is. It's free to play, and they're going to charge you more to for the, for the things. More people that have never played the game before and have seen the changes that it's gone through are not going to be going, oh, this is how, oh, this is cool. I get to get this armor, and this armor means absolutely nothing now, the way it looks. You might as well not even put armor pieces to get in the game. You might as well just drop perks and then just add it to your character because the armor pieces that you're getting now mean absolutely nothing because it's just the perks, and you're going to make it look different anyway, right? So, again, this goes back to my, and this is why they'll never put it in, Sarge, because if they if you if you get a piece of gear and you want to level it up and put the perks that you want on it, it'd be too easy, right? How are they gonna sell you anything with that, right? Can't. Can't. You can't sell anything with it. <clears throat> so 
I'm okay with this. Like I said, like I played Dauntless. It's free to play. I, I wanted some armor. I paid for some shaders and I got some shaders. Now that's what this is. People were appalled when they charged for shaders. People were appalled when they charged for stuff like this. This is just one year ago. One year ago, two years ago, three years ago, they were appalled when they put the Eververse store in. They're like, this is, this is not cool. This is all Activision's fault. It's all Activision's fault. Bungie wouldn't do this. And here we are, Bungie, right? And they're like, well, they have to make money. They have to make money, right? Games are much more, right, expensive. They have, they have to make their money, whatever. People were throwing money at, at Bungie. They throw money at Bungie because they're fans of Bungie, right? Again, buy a t-shirt. You qualified for the raid because you completed the first week. You're paid $250 for a jacket, right? How many people do you think bought that jacket, right? You think 50,000 people or 100,000 people beat the raid this first week, the most ever, right? Or second most ever, right? How many people think that they, because they completed the raid the first time, they have the opportunity to buy a $250 jacket, will buy that $250 jacket? I would assume a lot of people, right? Because they're fans. I'm okay with that, right? Because you're, you're, you're buying something outside of the game because you love the game, right? I buy a jersey for my team, baseball cap for my team, put a bumper sticker on my car for my team. But I just don't get why people are cool with buying stuff. Why isn't that cool piece of armor in the raid, right? So I run the raid to look badass. And when someone sees you looking like that, you're like, hey, where'd you get that? Raid. I got it from the raid. Drops. It's a small percent. I'll run it with you. You want to run it? Sure, let's run it. Now it's reasons. Here's reasons. A, here's a perk, and we'll go buy the, the the cool looking piece later. I know people are head over heels over over this thing, and I just I just don't get it. Maybe chat. Can you convince me? Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't I don't know why. I don't I don't know why I can't see this. What do you think of this, Sarge? Um, I don't know, man. I I I have seen I have seen a lot, dude. I have seen a lot in this game. And so to me, I, I, you already know my answer, but I, I agree with the business point of it where Bungie has to make money. Okay. I get it. Okay. But like you said, if I, if I get the armor with the perk on it, it doesn't even matter what that armor looks like because now my whole goal is to either use the bright dust I have or purchase the mask I'm going to put over top of my guy to make him look the way I look instead of where it was before, whereas I look badass because I accomplished X. Right. Right. I, I, I did the, I did the hive raid. I got the hive armor. I did the taking the taking King raid. I got the taking King armor. Right. Those are the pieces I have. That's the set I got for doing this particular thing. Oh, you look cool. What did you do? I did X. Now, the whatever the gear is doesn't matter. The whole focus now is the looks of it. The looks of it. Get, yeah. Yeah, so get get whatever gear you want, and I'll just buy the mask of what I want to put on. I'll, it. I'll transmog it for you. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. It just I you know I get it, man. I get it. It's just it's sad the direction it's taking in order for them to make money. And I, I do think it's smart that they did go the free to prey style, but and then a la carte will, updates, will, right? Wait, will those people stay long enough to purchase the stuff that they want them to purchase in order for it to make it worthwhile? Though, well, is the question. here's the thing: they're okay. I mean, think about it. Okay, so here's a stat for you: when Destiny Two launched, there was a million concurrent players, over a million concurrent players. When the second one launched, when the second one launched, six weeks 
after it launched, they nosedive. 80% of the population, okay, these are actual factual numbers, 80% of the population of Destiny left Destiny in six weeks. In comparison, I got this information from Rick Kakis, and he did his research or whatever, okay? <clears throat> Rick Kakis said that it takes six months for the Call of Duty population to lose 80% of their, of their population of the game in six months. Bungie did it in six weeks with Destiny 2. They fucked up so bad that they lost the whole population. When Forsaken came out, which is, to this day, still probably one of the best DLCs ever to come out for Destiny 1 or 2, okay? The population still never went above a million concurrent, okay? Now, all of a sudden, everyone's coming back. I'm actually enjoying it, right? I'm enjoying it because of the, of the quest lines that were in there where I was doing the Wendango. It took me like 11 hours to do because I like that type of stuff, right? I'm enjoying myself. Uh, in short bursts, though, I don't want to play like I'm uh, like I'm playing. And they know people. Think about it now. Eighty percent. Okay. And remember, my sports analogies always work with these with these things, right? Sports teams, season ticket holders. Twenty percent of the of the population of that whole stadium, maybe less, is season ticket holders. Everyone else is fly by night fans that come in, right? Or semi semi uh, hardcore players or whatever but they'll leave to go play something else right that's what they're banking on they're banking on that they're like oh cool i can do transmog so 80 percent of the population comes back and they know 80 percent of the population is going to leave again right every time a dlc drops they put new stuff in you can buy your stuff and they were like oh that's so cool i'm gonna do this play 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 i'm gonna buy this buy this buy this and they go bye-bye right they go bye-bye until something else comes along and they'll, and they'll come back that's how bungie bungie sees that right they're like oh look all these people are coming back because of this this update that we announced, okay? And then they're going to go again, and then they'll come back again, and they'll go again, and they'll come back again. But the hardcore fans will are there. The 20% that are still here are going to buy, are going to buy, and I'm okay with them. Their, their jackets, they're given to, to charity. Cool, I have no problem with that. What I'm saying is if you're a fan of your team, right, buy a jersey, buy a baseball cap, physical objects that you love and show poster on your wall keychains scented candles whatever you want to do for your for, for your thing little little what, balls on what, your tree what flavor what flavor is a bungee scented candle i don't know uh a hive hive armpit i have no idea okay so but they i'm okay with this what i'm not okay with is taking stuff that was in the game they're making plenty of money if they could give out to charity a 250 dollar jacket Right, the money for that to charity, they're not hurting for money. Do you do you see what I'm saying? Bungie is not hurting for money where they have to charge you ten dollars for a shader. Well, that well, that's that's also because they are floating the money that they've been given to make that game for ten cent. Okay? I don't, I don't even think they're touching that money. Okay, uh, you think you think that that money's not being touched? No, at all? that money's really? being yeah. I don't think that money's being touched at all. I think that money's just for that. Honestly, guy, okay. Bungie, do you see how big and nice their studio is? Yeah. How much do you think it costs to keep the lights on and the air conditioning and everything else and the Wi-Fi and everything else there? You think they're really hurting where they're like, oh, uh, I don't know if we can afford this month's yeah. rent. Yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. Okay. Either. They have like 700 employees, right? They have like their own kitchen inside. People have their own gym because they're there all the time, right? They're not hurting for money. Now, I'm not saying don't give them your money because they're not hurting for money. What I'm saying is when the people say that games cost more because it costs more for development, and then they can give out $250 jackets and then give that money to charity, 
they're not hurting for money. They're making a shit ton of money off of the DLCs that they've been giving out for the season pass. Being out a shit ton of uh, of money when they when you get any kind of DLC, and and they, and they must be doing decent on the on the microtransaction of course front. They even, are. even 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 before even before this change in September. Of course, the change is supposed to be something better for them, but they have to be doing decent. Th this is what they said in the board meeting, right? Whiteboard meeting. Here it is. They're like, "Hey, we've made X amount of money, okay, with this process that we have right here, right? We 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 let's say we made a million dollars last month." Or, or whatever because of this of this style and they're like well how do we make more money we're losing 80 percent of our population because our game costs this much what about if we made it free to play we make it free to play warframe okay free to play huge amount of people come in and they're like well wait why don't we double down on the eververse right so if you give the game for free we're giving it they're not paying for the main the main game they're not paying for the two expansions they're not paying for this and it's a la carte so if they don't like something they don't have to buy it right but again, if you want to transfer your accounts for safe games, then you have to buy it for PC, and you got to buy it for PlayStation, you got to buy it for Xbox, and then everyone, and then you got to buy it again for Stadia, and that's a monthly payment. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff behind it. But they're like microtransactions. Let's just double down on the microtransactions and make the Eververse where they have to pay for for transmog, even though we could have gave transmog in the game from day one. Now we're waiting five years. Now we're going to put transmog in. Oh, transmog, that's amazing. What other games have it? Every game known to man in the MMO. In an MMO world, okay? This is an action MMO now. We can say it. They said it. We can say it. It's an action MMO, right? I, I've been saying it since the game came out. I know. I'm not, I'm not retarded. They, they, they actually said it. So that's what they're doing. If 1% of a million people concurrent buy one thing from the Eververse store, they're okay. They're going to pay their rent just fine. But they're not charging just one person. And they're not charging just $1. All right, they're charging a lot more than that. I see all the people with the emotes and all these other fucking things that are popping up everywhere. Everyone's like dancing around and doing the cell phone thing. And they're paying for that. They're paying for most of those things, right? I mean, that's just what it is. And I'm okay with the microtransactions that we, we, we came from. But it's just funny to me that people are like, they are, they're like goldfish. Right. It, it, took them, it took them five years to do the Warframe, to do the Warframe uh, business model. Model, right. Wait, Roar Friends been doing it for six years. It took them five years to figure out the same model that's already been out there. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's good for Bungie. I think it's good for Destiny. I just think it's funny that the people that, that complain the most about the microtransactions and stuff are the same people giving them their money for microtransactions. And it just, it just baffles my mind. Baffles my mind. What is this thing that you sent me here? Uh, it's just, it's a candle. I think he sent me the candle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> candles they do they do have scented candles i, I, I remember it's making fun of those hive armpit yeah. it's one of the flavors do they do they have the scents do they say the scents the moon the helium fragments warm smoky accords filled the air with comfort sounds of crackling woods balanced with the rich amber and warm vanilla that's that's <laughs> that's the moon then we have Mars, the relic iron, fresh and sappy green cactus layered with warm floral and white flowers, tuberose and jasmine and rose. Venus, a, a spirit bloom and a refreshing white floral banquet jasmine. Uh, the oracle blossoms topped with a citrus mandarin, uh, simmering white musk of a hint of coconut and a breeze. Makes me makes me want to go skinny dipping or something. <laughs> and 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 the dreadnought. And the dreadnought, the warm spore of a comforting aroma, uh, with spicy and smoky notes, woody, musty tones, and a base top with citrus. Mm. 
That's a dreadnought. Yeah. So that's that's the candles. There you go. Thanks, Deepless. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. The the the. I just I don't know. I don't. I I know I'm a hater. I know I'm a hater at this point. I just it's, it's it's not a hater. It's the it's you've you've gathered the information throughout your life about what's good, what's not good, <clears throat> what does it mean to be ripped off, and what does it mean to pay more to get less. You you have learned over time, and when someone presents you with an actual consumer item that goes against everything that you've ever learned in your life, the answer you give is. I don't understand why you monkeys are paying for this. I, I, I that's, don't. That's what it is. All right. Here, going from that, we're, we're, we've gone over so much, and now we're, we only have about 15 minutes left. It's fantastic. I love ranting on this show. It's fantastic. Uh, from Bungie to the other, right? So we talked about Avengers Endgame, right? And everyone's like, I don't understand why the Avengers look the way they do. They look, they look like they're like third-string quarterback coming into, the, coming into play, right? So let me tell you my theory. Of uh of why I think this is a thing here, right? Um, where, where is where's the story that I have? Does I, it have to do with surprise mechanics? Uh, event. <clears throat> uh, surprise mechanics, yes, it does. All right, so let let let's look at some of these these pictures of the Avengers, the 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 D Squad. Okay, like you look at these guys and they're like third strings, like Black Widow. Captain, Captain America's wearing pajamas. Yeah, he's he's wearing the things you buy at the store, like Target for your kid. Okay. The under He's got underoos on. Right. Then you got you got Thor. Look at Thor. Right? It looks like he's wearing like frying pan like on his on his chest. He looks like a bass player from like, you know. He he looks like one of those old toys called Centurions where they had the little the little pieces on them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at look, look at these guys. They they look they look terrible. They look terrible. Right? Black Widow doesn't look like Black Widow. She looks like a widow. Uh, that like she just looks like she's seen a couple things. Like the only thing that Iron Man looks, he looks okay because he's he's behind a mask. But once you take once you take the mask off, you're like, what happened to him? Like, I just I'm okay with this. It's comic book. It's their vision. But here's the real reason, right? And I don't have any factual of this, but I guarantee you, it's common sense. Though. This is the reason, right? Let's let's look at let's look at this this picture right here of of Thor, okay. Let's look at, there's Thor, okay? There's Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Look at his outfit. It looks pretty decent. It looks cool. Doesn't look like this guy, right? That's that's the third string that got put in, right? That's the third string. It's the Halloween costume. But here's, here he is, and that, that armor looks cool, right? And here's the reason they do it. You see how Chris Hemsworth looks? I guarantee you 100% that they're doing this and making them look that shitty because they want to sell you microtransactions of the actual cool-looking suits of armor, suits that they're dressed up in, and character faces, right? So <clears throat> I'm not saying they're going to bring Robert Downey Jr.'s lookalike in and make him Robert Downey Jr. What I am saying is that the frying pans on Thor's chest are going to look much cooler because you paid $5 for the next Thor's outfit or the facial features on him or the hair that you can make longer or shorter on Thor is going to be a microtransaction. I'm sorry, a uh, surprise mechanic that you're going to be buying. Okay, that's what we're calling in loot boxes from now on, people. It's the Kinder Egg of games. Okay, the Kinder Egg of games. 
we're so that's that's why they're making the the i mean look at this here's here's what they should look like right that's the movie okay this is the this is a comic book right badass look at thor it's badass nope this is what you get you get the third string hey uh we need a black widow you uh hold on a second i'll be right there thanks black widow i appreciate it like just beating the hell and that that that's the same thing microtransactions right like here here's well that's definitely a good avenue because what else can you charge microtransactions for in a game like that right especially when they're giving they're giving all the content away after the for fact free. for free right right and all the heroes so they're going to introduce you a hero so let's say wolverine gets introduced or mr fantastic gets introduced and you have the generic clothing you're like ah it's cool I, i'm wolverine but then they give you wolverine from you know episode or comic 626 when he fights the hulk yeah but wouldn't it wouldn't it be good though that if you you played the game you're the heroes though but the pvp was heroes versus villains wouldn't that be cool right i mean that would be cool this is the this is the uh from nintendo's mobile avenger game that's what this is that's that's the actual picture from uh from Avengers, whatever. Well, Switch Switch needs a good concrete title. That's why they look like that. They have to have a good concrete title. You see what I'm saying, though? They're they're definitely going to be charging you the microtransactions of the better looking costumes. Why is there, why is there a giant pug in that photo? Like, what's <clears throat> I, the dog? I forget what his name is. I'm sure someone in chat knows. He's an actual he's an actual thing. There's like a bulldog in there. I don't understand. Yeah. There's the Avengers plus a giant bulldog. Say it's a Nickelodeon show. Lockjaw. There you go. Thanks, Miller. I know it's a real character. I just didn't. I just think it's funny. I don't. It's I know a lot of characters. Yeah, he sticks. He sticks out. Giant dog. <clears throat> he sticks out. Yeah. So that that's my that's my take on the uh, on why the Avengers look so whatever. I mean, it makes sense. You need a, you need a reason to buy microtransactions. They're they're, they're definitely. That's the transmog of the Avengers game, right? The Avengers game is not even out yet, and they're already transmogging. I mean, right? So that's what it is. Get the character you want, build up the stats on your character, and then buy the microtransactions to make them look the way you want to look. It's the same exact thing. It took five years it's, it's for still, this. It, it's, still, it's still a little shady, though. You have to admit, it's still a little shady. What's shady about it, though? Listen, to, to make your own character in the game shouldn't cost you money. But I get it. I get it. You want to customize your own character, but, but customizing my character the way I want him to look shouldn't actually charge me money for. Oh, I got that, yeah. Okay. They're just finding new and inventive ways to make you feel better about doing it and then saying, well, okay, it makes sense. Well, right. Uh, well, Marvel's a perfect IP for that, right? How many right. different outfits do each of the characters have and how many different personas oh, yeah. of whatever they looked like from different comic books and different yep and this is marvel this is not a license of marvel this is marvel making this game so they can pull from all these different comic books and oh, errors yeah. and universes and all these things a lot i mean look how look how many how many spider-man costumes there were in amazing spider-man and ps4 can you imagine that each one of those is five bucks to buy now in this game that comes out you know what i mean so that's crazy all right, the next story, Watchdog Legions. I want to talk about this one a little bit. We missed it last week. 
Watchdog Legion says that you can play as anybody in the world in the game. Let me see if I can get some gameplay here. Um, you can play as anybody in the game. Okay. Uh, each of the characters that you pick is procedurally generated once you pick them. So you're going around, you, you want to get a drones expert. You find a drones expert, you click on him. They make their own perks and stuff like that. There's thousands of people, they said. Thousands. Everyone in the city. Doesn't matter who it is. You can get, is this, is this a, a gig? You know what I'm saying? Is this a, uh, a hype I'll, piece? I'll say it. Go I'll ahead. Say it. Go ahead. I'll say it. Uh, I like how they tried to present it. Okay. I like how they tried to present it. On the surface, it appears to be a really interesting game mechanic, wherein that you are using other NPCs throughout the world to find out what kind of skills they have in order to accomplish the mission you need to accomplish. My issue is that it sounds like a gimmick because why would I need other people and their skills in order to complete a mission in the game where I am you're Char I'm, I'm, you're Charlie I'm the, I'm from Charlie's character. Angels. That's what right? you are. I'm the, I'm the character. Like I'm supposed to have these abilities. It's supposed to be me who's doing it. Maybe I have to find out ways to do the mission differently based on the class. Maybe I picked in the of the game. But this is saying that I'm not really anybody. I'm just an entity, and I'm picking other avatars based on their skill in order to complete the game. It's just it's it seems a little weird. I don't know if it's something that's really going to lock on to people. Like, uh, who am I attached to? Like, where, what character in the game am I attached to? Or well, is, or better yet, what happens if there's a grandma character that's really good at hacking computers and I keep picking her over and over again, and it's the same grandma ten, twelve times it's, over because it's, it's not she's supposed the to only be. one that has that kind of skill. No, is it that it, kind of thing? No, no, it's supposed to be procedurally generated for each of the characters. Like right now on the on the screen, that, when you say procedurally generated, I hear very ambitious. Right. So this is a granny right now. She's she's a hacker. She's she's getting in the car. Here's the thing. This is a gimmick, right? They they they're they're showing you her because. That's what everyone's gonna go towards, right? Everyone's gonna go towards they want an old lady that can like whoop ass or whatever, right? So I think it's very ambitious, but the problem is I I feel that it's gonna get really boring really fast, right? Like how do I put it? Like just cause is like they 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 represent it as the world is so open wide and you can do what you want, and it's so big that it becomes intimidating and then it becomes kind of boring, right? Because it's just so whatever. This, I feel, <clears throat> this game, like, she's recruiting this guy right now, right? She's this, they're playing this character, walked up to this person because whatever his ability is, okay? And then you can you can bring him in and now be this person. Now, let's just say there's, there's let's say there's a hundred perks that all get mismatched all the time for procedurally generated to, for this person. What's the difference, like you said, if I take a character and level up my my person to become those things, or if it's just go find this person in the world and then they have these abilities. And then what's the replayability? Like once they die, they're dead, right? So let's say you, you, you pick up one person, he dies, and then you go find another person. He's going to have the, almost the exact same perks. You know what I mean? Like how many different scenarios and possibilities are there 
<clears throat> and is the game going to be so large because you can literally go up to everybody, okay, that it becomes boring? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's so large and so, like, oh, I can go up to anybody that you don't go up to anybody anymore because you already have, like, 10 guys or 15 people on your team. No, no, I get it. Like, it's it's definitely a nice hook. It's a definitely something different. I applaud them for trying something new. I don't get mad at people for trying something new. What I look at is the viability of being disconnected from the actual player character in the game. Like, if I, if I don't have a character that I care about, and it's just a random collection of people that are doing the skills that I need to win, then where's my attachment? I don't have any. Like, I don't... I don't. Everyone's a Kleenex. I, I'm getting this guy. He's dead. Who cares? I get another guy, and I get another guy. Right. Like you're you're basically like the head of the CIA or the head of Interpol, or you're like you're like you're like the boss getting secret agents to yeah, do the job. You're, you're you know, Charlie like, from Charlie's like, Angels, basically. Right. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not in the game yourself. You're just in charge of getting the people to do the job. Right. You're a business. You're a business owner, and you're hiring assassins to 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 do your your dirty work for you, basically. Right. You're breaking into Scotland Yard. I mean, I, mean I, I would like to see the scale. I would like to see how big the area is. I think and it's I, all I, of London, I believe. You know, and I would also like to see the interactions between your your agents. Like, what actually are you doing? I think it's cool. I, it might I, have it might have playability as far as what kind of skills people have for you to solve missions. I mean, that could be an actual thing. Uh, people will solve missions differently, but if everybody's still doing the same. Hack a door, hack an alarm, go in and do it. But it's just a different person doing it. Right. Not a big deal. Well, this is a perfect example, right? Granny, right? You know, when everyone gets this game, they're all going to find an old person and do the exact same thing that's happening right now, right? Does that make it super amazing? No, it just makes for the first, it for the first three hours, it would be. Right. Amazing and funny because it's just an old lady whooping ass or, or fighting somebody. But then it, it, it kind of just starts to get mundane and, and boring, doesn't it? Because what's what are you gonna do then? Uh get a fat person, get a get a small kid. Like what can you probably can't even do kids because there's death in it. You don't ever have to actually fight in this game though. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to shoot anybody. You can do everything as far as like sneaking around and hacking stuff. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that they're 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 promoting it like it's it's the main thing, which it is Sort of like Uncharted, or not Uncharted, um, Just Cause was like the world, right? Like the world is so big, you can go do what you want, but then it's like, all right, I'm done with this game in two days because I'm bored. Grand Theft Auto keeps you going. Like the actual story keeps you going. You know what I mean? I don't know. It makes you come back because you want you like driving around the city because it's a giant open world. You interact with people. They say everyone in this game like is procedure generated in the world and they, they have their own lives. So if you followed somebody around, they would go to work, they would go home, they would meet someone for coffee, they would do they would do whatever. And that seems pretty fucking ambitious if there's a thousand people in the world and they all have their own plans. Meanwhile, some games can't can't hold 500 items in inventory because they'll crash, right? So it's it's a little things like that like is it really that many people and is there really that many possibilities? They say so, but when the game comes out, is it going to be that way? Or like you said, is it going to be the same stuff over and over? Even though I have these perks for this character, one's a hacker, one's a fighter, one's an assault guy. It's the same four classes, even though there's a thousand people that can be those people in those classes. I hope I'm 
making myself like understandable like I, I this this I can't I can't say much until after I've seen somebody play it but it, it almost it's it's almost kind of like it's a cross it's crossing over a few different games you know what what's the combat going to be like like if you have a normal person can he actually fight Right, and, and does everybody have the same fighting moves? Is a is a woman gonna have the same fighting right, stance that's and my, moves that's my, as a guy? Right, you know, karate kicking, or are people gonna do windmills and and bitch slap instead of really fight because they've never been trained to fight? Like, right, what what do you what are the mechanics in the game? I mean, I understand your guys have skills, but right, is, anybody's is, just anybody. Is a, is a fighter one doing martial arts and then the other one's doing like uh, taekwondo and the other one's doing? Do you know what I'm saying? Or is it just right. the same fighting style? Now it's a black woman. Now it's a white guy. Now it's an old woman. Now it's a big guy. Everybody fights the same. But it's the same, right? That's what I'm saying. I think it's just going to get stale really fast. Uh, well, see? All right. Last thing I want to talk about is Marvel. Another Marvel thing. Marvel Endgame is uh, going back into theaters, right? They're adding. Yes, I don't get they're yes, adding. I, don't get I know why they're doing it. They're, they're adding after credit footage in theaters. At the end of the movie, the movie's the same. There's no director's cut, no longer thing. It's the same movie you saw when it came out. They're just putting end credits in at the end of the movie, like a scene. We don't know what that is. We don't know anything like what of what what source. The reason they're doing it, I can tell you right now, is because Avatar is at 2.78 billion dollars worldwide in the box office. They're still number one. Okay, I said, and I went on record with this. I said. That Marvel would make three billion dollars is what I said. I said it would make three billion dollars. Right now, they're at two point seven four billion dollars to date. Okay, now because of this re-release and just for those end credits, ticket sales it will surpass. Obviously, Avatar is the number but one. That's, but that's cheating. Uh, it, you you it had is. your run. You didn't beat okay. Avatar. So by doing this, they have the they have the right to say they beat Avatar. I I, I don't even know about that. I'm just saying they're gonna hit three billion worldwide because people are gonna go watch the end credits for this thing, right? They're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna watch go, the whole movie again just to watch the end credits. And 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 this is what I'm talking about. What do you think those end credits are gonna be? Anything spectacular, meaningful, or do you think it's gonna be just something so lame that you're like, I want my money back after I see it? I came for the end credits. And yeah, the end that's, credits why, that's why it's at the end. So you can't get your money back. You can't get your money back after the first 40 minutes, I think. Is is it going to be something substantial to show us like phase four? Is it something that's going to be... Doubtful. Doubtful. And, and by the way, who's going to go see that? Only the hardcore people. Of course. The 20%. The, the 20% people. people. 20% people that all pay you another money. That's $3 billion right there worldwide. That's $3 billion. That's, a, that's an additional $300 million right there. That's all they need. Three hundred million dollars to get the three billion, and they only need. It just seems it just seems cheesy though to re-release the movie trying to beat a record you know you didn't beat. I mean, I don't know. Here, I'll, I'll do I'll do a little search here. It, that's messed up, dude. It's messed up. You, oh, you can't tell. Was Avatar in the theaters? How long was Avatar in theaters? Uh. It came into 3,452 theaters back then. Released in December 18th of 2009. Uh, closed date. It was in theaters for 34 weeks, Avatar was. Yeah, so 34 weeks. 238 days, that's, 34 that's half, weeks. That's half a year. Over half a yeah. year. So, okay. <clears throat> 
uh, Marvel's Endgame. Yeah. Marvel's Endgame was in theaters for eight weeks. That's what what I'm trying to explain to you. This is what I'm trying to explain. So so if it stayed in theaters as long, which doesn't happen nowadays, a decade ago, movies were completely different. That's because you didn't have Netflix. Right, because technology is is completely different. Like, they were in for... It came out April 26th. It's already out of theaters, and now it's coming back to theaters, right? It's not it's even... Messed, it's, it's messed up. It's right? not even two months. It's not nope. even two months, right? Nope. It's two months next week, and it's releasing again. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, technically, Avengers won because it made more money in a shorter period of time than, than Avatar. But the re-release for the end credits, I just don't know what, it, what it's going to be. And as a joke... They're thinking about putting, and this is not a joke, but as a joke for us, Keanu Reeves is hot right now. Everyone wants a piece of Keanu Reeves, okay? MCU is thinking about bringing him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, so who's he going to be? So who do you think he's going to be? What type of character? Chat, this this, goes out to you guys as well. Yeah, this is my problem. I, I know a lot of characters, but I don't know enough characters to fit Keanu into. Uh, no, Tempest. <laughs> I'm trying Professor to think. Professor X. There's so many. There's so many guys in in Marvel. I mean, the first the first one that comes to mind is Gambit. Oh shit, that's a okay. good one, Sarge. That that's the first one that comes to mind is Gambit. Now he doesn't have red hair, but I don't think that matters. And can he do? I, I understand that, Tempest. I just said the first one that comes to mind. Okay. I've known Keanu was hot for 30 hot, years. Hotter than 30 years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the best part is, Tally, everyone that saw him at E3 was like, hey, that's the guy from Fortnite. Because he's got two skins in Fortnite. He's got John Wick and he's got uh, uh, Constantine. I just thought it was funny. I'm trying to think who he could be. Yeah, give, Tempest, help me out, yeah, man. Give I, us I, know an answer. Of, I know a lot of Marvel can- characters. I just don't know them all, man. You're full of shit. Here we go. Now, go ahead. <laughs> the Punisher? No. Mm-hmm. No. New Punisher. Um. No, I don't see that. You know who hmm. I think he's going to be? Silver Surfer. Yeah, but there you won't see his face, though. Doesn't matter. They just want him in the universe. They don't need to have Keanu Reeves' face in the in the thing. I think he'll be Silver Surfer. Because now Marvel owns those 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 rights. It doesn't matter if it's just look, I didn't say he had to be an actual character. Like he he's a character, right? No, I get it. Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Wait, is he really the Hulk? No, it's fucking CGI. No, 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 I get it. I get it, though. But I'm just like fitting like personality-wise and like... You want a human that murders millions of people. That's the Punisher. Um, excuse me. <laughs> well, Silver isn't Sur- John Wick the Punisher? Sil- like, Silver, Silver Surfer is Iron a person Fist. that kills... Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. I can see that a little bit. A little bit. John Wick is the Punisher. I mean, there's too many guys to look. I have to look up some guys. All right, so real quick, the end credit. Yeah, the Human Torch. That's that's the way I was kind of figuring too. Like I knew Fantastic Four, but that's why I said I think he'll be like Silver Surfer. He's got to be someone in the X Men universe. I think that's where I'm I'm leaning towards because now that Disney owns that again, 
They own Iron the fox. Fist, Iron Fist is a good one, Aries. <laughs> That's pretty good. Except instead of his dog, it's his family. Wolverine. I don't think Wolverine. I said it before the show, Dupless. I said, what about Wolverine? I don't think. I don't think he's it. He's too tall. I don't think he's. I don't think he's rough enough to be Wolverine. But then again, he's a good actor, so maybe he could be. So end credits. What do you think it is? I think they're gonna show a hint a, of a new a, villain. A, a decapitation of of of. Uh... They're either gonna show two things. They're either gonna show a villain. The, 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 the decapitation of 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 Mr. Miss Marvel. No, <laughs> no, Captain Marvel. Captain uh, Marvel. They're either going to show a hint of a of a villain going to the next phase, or they're going to show some sort of scene or something to do with Black Widow. She's alive. They're going to show something. It'll show like a picture or scene of where she died. And the body, yeah, the body will be missing. Those, if it's one of those 12 second ones, though, instead of it being like a couple minutes, if it's like a picture on a thing with a hand and then it just ends <laughs> just, just to make $300 million, right, right. people are going to be fucking mad. Dude. Well, I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do something with Black Widow. I think it's going to do something with Black Widow. That's that's my that's my uh, my theory. So what do you guys think, chat? No, this will be it. Then we're going to shut down for a little bit and then... Uh, Thanos is still alive. You think that's it? Well, technically, he is alive somewhere in, in one of the universes that they've created. <clears throat> there's like multi universes that they can go back to. There, oh my god, there's so many characters. I, I don't even know where to begin. Do you think it's a character that we haven't seen before? I, I, you know what? I'll go. I'll go along with that one. Maybe it's a villain. Maybe it's the, a end, villain. the end credits or Keanu Reeves. No, Keanu Reeves will be a villain. You think so? Yes. Doctor Doom. Um, I don't know, man. I would have to say that I don't know if you want a Keanu Reeves and then cover his face. Doctor Doom, you guys, you got, well, you Doctor guys Doom, stuff no, 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 but Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, he could be a regular person, and then when he's Doctor Doom, he has a, a a mask on. I mean, I don't know where you guys are going with this with the face covering thing. Like Tony Stark has a fucking Iron Man on his on his face. Yes, but he's his and face then he's Tony his Stark. Off half the time to remind you that it's Robert Downey oh, Jr. Course, doing the damn thing. Of, of course. That's why Mark Roffle is not always the Hulk. I mean, obviously, they, they have to wear their because that's how they get paid. They have to say, like, who is that? I don't know who that is. Who is that? Sounds familiar. <laughs> he Man. <laughs> I'm not sure if He Man's out there in the uh, Marvel Universe. <laughs> I think it's Hasbro still, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it Hasbro? Doom is the prince of wherever the fuck of <laughs> 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 All right. That, yeah, I know Tempest is three scotches in. I can tell already. That, I already that, know. That'll do it for today's show. Generation X Gaming is the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories of the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 175 is in the can. You can listen to us every single week right here on Mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor.fm after the fact. If you're listening to, on any of those platforms, come on over, hit that follow button. Also, subscribe to whatever platform you're on. Hit the heart the follow, the check mark, whatever it is, uh, leave a review. Tell us what you like or don't like about each episode. I do appreciate you guys coming out and watching. Uh, and that will do it for us. If we don't see you on the next one, we'll see you whenever we see you. Follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey at Twitter. Follow me at 30 and Still Gaming on Twitter. Follow the show at Gen underscore X underscore gaming on Twitter. And that's it. I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Take care, guys.